0: Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss the Beatles, Rosa Parks, and ad blocking. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode of Tomorrow is brought to you by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is a low-cost automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. It works 24-7 to manage your portfolio, keeping it diversified, customized to your risk profile, and optimizing its trading behavior to keep your tax bill low, all without ever charging commissions. Whether you've got millions or you're just starting out, Wealthfront is the most sophisticated way to invest your money. To sign up and get your free personalized investment portfolio, go to wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. Are you a tech professional searching for a new company to share your tech skills with? Then you should check out Hired. Hired connects talent with top tech companies. On Hired, software engineers and designers get five-plus interview requests in a week. Each offer has salary and equity up front. They have full-time and contract opportunities. Users can view offers and accept or reject them before talking to any company. And they're working with over 2,500 companies from startups to large public companies. They also have employers from 12 major tech hubs in North America and Europe. And it's totally free for users. If you get a job through Hired, they'll give you a $2,000 thank you bonus. And there's a special. If you use our link, Hired.com slash tomorrow podcast to sign up, they'll double that bonus when you accept a job. So they'll double the $2,000 thank you bonus when you sign up at hired.com slash tomorrow podcast. If you're not looking for a job and know someone who is, you can refer them to hired and get $1,337 in a bonus when they accept the job. So what are you waiting for? Check out hired.com slash tomorrow podcast right now. My guest today is a man that uh, really needs no introduction, though I am going to give him an introduction. Uh, he's been known as, uh, he's been called an, an internet icon by me previously on a podcast that you'll never hear. My guest today is Anil Dash.
1: Hello. I, uh, I'm i so excited to be exalted <laughs> to icon status. Yeah, I can't tell you.
0: Well, you are, I mean, you're a guy who is, well, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit, but you're a guy who um, has been on the internet for a long time. You have done a lot of things that people know about. Well, some things people know about, a lot of things that maybe some people don't know about. Mm -hmm. But like amongst um, the people I know and communicate with, you're like you're like a guy. You're like an internet original.
1: Oh, that's very kind. It's it's great for me because there's a sense, and and I think in that cohort of like media techie people um, that are like I've heard of that guy. I have no idea what he actually does or why I've heard of him. Yeah, but I have heard of him, and I'm like that's right where I want to be. That's the sweet spot.
0: I'll say I'll, I'll say honestly I don't know exactly what you do day to day I think a lot of it at this point I'm guessing and this is me totally speculating that a lot of it is you telling people uh, things they should or shouldn't do which to uh, me like is this, like a dream is a dream job yeah,
1: I like this sort of mysterious and I kind of want to don't I don't want to correct any misapprehensions Well you're not in like that. you're
0: not coding every day are you you're I, like,
1: Well yeah actually um, I would say on most days I spend a couple hours like committing code. Uh, to our GitHub repo. So okay. there's a, it's a weird, Who's, it's a weird which, mix. which what well, get to to, to makerbase. So so Okay, to um, makerbase, right. I'm just I'm here because you got your hands album. on a lot of projects. Yeah, my album is dropping. No, I uh Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> we, let me see. Hold on, before we get into this. Sure.
2: Yeah.
0: I want to I want to I want to let the the, the the listeners in on a little something. Uh-huh. So Anil uh, and I uh, recorded a podcast a couple of days ago.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, we recorded over Skype. Uh, we were both <laughs> I think both trying to avoid the pope. Um, yes. Yes. Pope you know, God. literally and figuratively, Uh, but uh, so we recorded the podcast, and it was we did like a really long. We I think it was like almost two hours. Sure, it was a really great, deep conversation. We touched on a lot of you know big subjects, small subjects. It was really fun. Um, and Neil's audio file, uh, I we don't know what happened to yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh,
2: what, it's, I, it's my, not
0: usable. Let's yes. put it that way. Yeah. It
1: it really got scrambled. I I think I just I was so emotionally revealing. <laughs> that my computer was like no 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 it man It reacted yeah it's just you can't put you know that it's, funny out you
0: there. Say, it's funny you say that but I have a I have a theory that I've told people and they so I'm an atheist I'm going to put that out there okay no um, I'm not a religious person I'm not a spiritual person I believe that you know I believe in science really mm-hmm. but uh, I have this theory that I've had for a long time have you ever seen somebody use uh, like they get on your computer. And within moments of being on your computer, like, your computer's doing things that it never does, like, there's errors or there's – like, there's some weird – Oh, sure, or the
1: reverse, right? If your car is making a sound and you take it to the garage and it just stops.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I am – I'm saying mainly – because I have this theory that, like, that computers – on some really, like, not subatomic, but on some really, and I'm not saying spiritually, but computers learn their user in a way. Like, I feel like things burn in. Or rather, like, a user learns the kind of the little pauses the little like breaths the, the little idiosyncrasies, sure. you, the idiosyncrasies of that particular computer with that particular software and i do think that like when you get when somebody else gets on that like inevitably they 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 like are out of sync they're out of rhythm yeah. with well,
1: the I'd, off I'd, I'd rhythm with like the a computer level, a lot of our systems whether it's you know like our hard drives that have caching or our os's like storing information are adapting to our Behavior and adapting to our usage, and, and trying to keep oh well, we're going to need this data next, and I'm going to keep that at hand. Right. Uh, so I don't think it's crazy at all at a technical level to say like this machine sort of learns you and is and is in the same way that you know that that a carpenter's you know hammer gets broken into their
0: hand. Yeah, exactly. After years of use. That's right. My computer is like a carpenter's hammer. Yes. Um, it but it's you know it's way easier to to. It's way easier to use my computer than a carpenter's hand. Right. Hammer my, to be honest with you. <laughs>
1: and my my carpenter's hammer was like, "Don't don't put that much emotion out there." Yeah, that's what you happened gotta,
0: with this podcast. And Basically, it, your computer said, "No." It took an MP3 file and put took a hammer to it. It's anyway. a huge it's a huge bummer. We had a really good conversation, but luckily, you and I are both very talkative guys with lots of stuff to say. Yeah. And uh, so we, so we're obviously doing. We're we'll gonna do, we'll do it again. Up. I'm also well, we're just
1: mortifyingly embarrassed because I try to keep some semblance of technological credibility. Yeah, it does
0: make you seem like kind of a yeah. like a noob. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: think I. I,
0: I told God. Laura. I was like, yeah, he lost the file, and she's like, doesn't? I mean, Anil must know how to record a podcast. Nice. I was like, nice. he t- I think he that's does. Nice. Yeah, that's good. I think I want to believe. I feel supported by I said, your whole family. I said, Laura. <laughs> I want to believe that Anil can do the sim- simple task of yeah. recording an audio file into his computer, but I don't know, really did know. Your, if
1: did your child have anything hurtful Zelda to say? Zelda was, like, yeah.
0: was like, seriously? Yeah, He couldn't record the nice. fucking, he didn't get the file
1: right? Yeah, yeah. She was shocked. She actually, actually swore, too. That's probably where my son would be, too. Be like, Dad, come on. Yeah. Like
0: she face. Yeah, she did like a facepalm and yeah, then yeah. went back to her game of oh, Minecraft. Oh, God, it this guy. It was magical. Embarrassing. Anyhow, so, so uh, you're part of MakerBase. Yeah, yeah. Is that, your, is that I, yours? Are you the founder of MakerBase? I'm
1: the co-founder. Founder of Makerbase with Gina Trapani, who right um, another you know,
0: another uh, internet original. Yes, um, she's yeah. like
1: you know Lifehacker and many other things. Fame, and she's Ama- just amazing. amazing, and
0: yeah, life hacker By the way, like you know how people like say life hack or whatever. Now everybody says it. Yeah, basically she invented it.
1: Well, yeah, and so she's incredible, and we have worked together for years on a bunch of different projects, and and literally for five years I'd been saying yeah, I had this idea of like you know well I, like you go on Netflix and you watch a movie. And some character actors in the background of it, and two seconds later you go on IMDb and you know everything they ever did, right? And I was like, but we don't have that for apps and websites and like geek stuff, and that's crazy. Like it just it infuriated me, and so I was like, you know, somebody should build that. It literally literally it works. for like five years. like, Somebody should build that. And she's like, it's
0: like a, it's like a, essentially like an encyclopedia, or a database of like who makes who makes stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who made like who, who made what? that app and who did that stuff and and yeah. even like even the like. I think a lot of geeks have like side projects or weekend projects. They're like, "Oh, I teamed up with this person I don't even work with, but we just hacked something together over the weekend and we built a site." Yeah, and and like all the creative people I know do that sort of
0: stuff. Or like, "Oh, it's a joke, it as a lark at a hackathon, or whatever." We did this thing. <laughs> that's how that's the how the best apps get made.
2: Yes, yeah. I mean, and honestly, then,
0: can I can I say something? I please. found that like creative people, we used to do this. I had you know before my life before journalism was I, I was a producer and we had a studio yeah. and we would all the time we'd have people come in and we'd be working on records and then like one afternoon and we'd like start like just messing around with something and do some kind of joke song and everybody would be like oh my god that was really good yes
1: yeah and that's i think that's true of every creative discipline is you have you know whether it's a you know a jam session or whatever like you have this sort of creative environment that is a little looser that's not your day job that you go and do these things and it is like the opposite of what you would put on your linkedin profile right right like like I, i always think of like Stuart Butterfield you know, who is the CEO of Slack like his LinkedIn profile probably says like he worked at Ludacorp and then he worked at Yahoo and and then he worked at Tiny Speck and it's like no in the real world it's like he made Flickr and he made Slack
2: right you know and, right. and there's sort
1: of this like this incredible huge disconnect between like a corporate representation of our where we get our paycheck and our health insurance hopefully right and where you like direct your creative energies and it was just that and seeing that over and over and over and Finally, like beginning of this year, I, I was um I had mentioned it to um Hunter Walk, who's like a, a VC now, but he'd been at YouTube, and and he's like a creative guy, and he wrote a post of like things we would fund, and the first one was this idea I'd talked to him about years ago, like an IMDb for apps, and I was like, I was I was fine with like, I was fine with him sharing the idea because I That's wanted good. somebody to build it. Yeah. Um, and Gina was basically like either you're going to shut the fuck up about this idea or we're going to build it. Like those are, yeah. those are your, here's your fork in the road. I like
0: those stakes though. It's like, yeah. you know what, stop talking about it or make it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ship or shut up. And I think that's, I think
0: that's a good policy.
1: Yeah. Well, and that is the like, that's that sort of like creative maker, whatever spirit. Right. And, yeah. and yeah. so we sort of did like on Fridays, we would hack on building maker base and we did that for a couple months. And then it started to come together and we're like, there's something here. There's like, so, there's something here.
0: So, so MakerBase actually has two, um, that's interesting because it actually has two functions like from what I can tell. I mean, and by the way, I feel like you could extend this out. Maybe there's like some free some free advice here, which I know you want. Yes, yes, uh, yes please. You could extend this out beyond, and maybe you're already doing this because I haven't really used it. But you know, sorry. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's like by the way, I've never looked at your product. Yeah. Um
1: No, I'm, but, but I'm here to plug my album. I don't care that you haven't heard it yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's usually <laughs> the case, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, you could extend it out beyond developers or designers yeah, totally. or people who who yeah. make like things for like in the digital realm or make things in the app software realm. I mean, couldn't this be I also like recorded this record yeah, and totally. made so there's this people movie. On there.
1: There's people on there that have done, like I wrote this book and I've done whatever. Like we're not, we're deliberately not constraining it, but it's, it's right. first well, and foremost for the, the app people. And actually it's funny cause you talk about like developers and designers and I think, and obviously, I mean like I've been those things and I'm like not good, great at either of those, but I respect mm-hmm. them a lot. Yeah. But one of the things that's interesting to me is seeing um, like in, in your life, you, you probably encountered this a lot is there are great, PR people, communicators, who were like, "Oh well, I freelance for four different companies that make ten different apps, but I help them with their press and their announcements, and, and when they want to share the word, the word with people." And you're like, "Oh, this person's really great at their job, and they were key to the you know that app succeeding, and or people using that 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 website or whatever it was." And they're like, because they're a freelancer or a contractor or they have their own company, they're not listed on the about page for the company right. as who right. told the story, but they were something central. That helped this thing take off, right? And those folks have started to show up on maker base and be like, "Oh, well, on this app, I helped them, you know, create their initial marketing message, and on this app, I, I helped them launch their, their big 2.0 version or whatever." And that sort of create like those people are really creative and they do great work and they're important to the ecosystem. And there was no other way to say, "Oh, well, how come that one site really took off and had such a clear story and people understood it so well?" Right. And that's the thing that's really, like. That yeah, how conspiracy. do you verify
0: that though? I'm just, I'm just curious. Can I just go on and say like, yeah, you know, I yeah. actually helped launch Twitter as a totally. little you known can fact Totally, totally do me. that.
1: And actually, what's really fun? We spent a lot of time thinking about that because I'm like, people are. People
0: are definitely going to do there's it. There's horrible. I mean, some of sure. the worst liars in the world are active on the internet. Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, true. I mean, it's I mean, the there best are like,
0: In fact, I've done like there are people on the internet. I'm not going to name names, but there are people on the internet who have careers who yes. have like good careers taking and the basis of their career or careers is completely fabricated. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind also, of crazy. Even, there's even this sort of weird, like, oh, well, there's a... We like me. <laughs> a, or me, right? Like I, like <laughs> people are like...
0: Well, no, but I mean, there are people who, like... M- there are people who did things, like, from scratch, and then there are people who just made things up. There's, it's kind yeah. of a difference.
1: There's there's also... But there's also, like, this creation myth, right? Like, this sort of, like, oh, well, eBay was started to trade Pez dispensers. Like, like well, that's yeah. not true. That's right. eBay been, was
0: originally just for dildos. A lot of right, people don't and know it's that. it's
1: been which at least would be noble, but they're sort of like, like we, well,
0: okay, what's the eBay origin story that we don't know?
1: But there's a, there's a, there's a funny thing about it, which is like, it's publicly acknowledged that the Pez dispenser story is a lie. Like yeah. it was a creation as a fiction. And yet nobody's troubled by that, right? Like, yeah,
0: welcome to, Hey, welcome to all religion.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. yeah, <laughs> this,
0: this like like- in, in 2000 years, people are going to be at the church of eBay. They're going to be like, and the Pez dispenser sure. was anointed or whatever. I don't know. You're, what happens, you're, um, but-
1: your doggedly anti-religious streak here is very appreciated.
0: I'm just saying that... <laughs> uh, I don't. This world is bullshit. Hey, okay, gonna, we need to open. Come. You need to open your eyes. Yeah, I to the real, that. to what's really happening. In
1: conclusion, wake up, sheeple.
0: Yeah, seriously, wake up, sheeple, And realize that the Illuminati is in control of everything. Yeah.
1: So, uh, anywho, um, moving on. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's these myths, right? And that was the thing where I'm like, so so one is like the myths are destructive because like lies in general are bad. Right. Um, and then two was like, there are people who do really good work, but there wasn't any place to put it down. So like the PR person or the like – even like there are sites where like Twitter having a fail whale or whatever, like sites that have trouble scaling. They're like, oh, well, we got this hired gun, this one person who really knows how to scale up web services, and we brought them in and they fixed the problem. i like – They're the well, person
0: who got rid of the fail – wow, yeah. the fail whale. I totally
1: forgot about the People fail whale. about the fail whale.
0: Um, and the- I, like, we haven't seen it in so long.
1: Well – Facebook was down the other day. Facebook was down. I heard like I heard
0: days. some somebody was tweeting at me. That they're like Facebook is down, but was I checked exciting. it out and it seemed fine to me.
1: Um well that was just exciting. Like these things are fall- fallible systems. But like people solve <laughs> problems and you yeah. have the like oh, you know, I'm gonna come in and I'm the expert and I'm gonna and those people sort of disappear. And then of course
0: Like the Winston uh, Wolves of the world. Exactly.
1: The, yeah. the the Winston Wolves. And then you have the like who gets erased from the story? And of course, it's like women, underrepresented minorities. Like there, are, there are people who are there from day one.
0: Yeah. Oh, there were, there were, yeah, there were people of color here, sure, right, sure. right,
1: yeah. And I mean, I'm old enough; I remember in the early days of like the social web when, like, we didn't yet know who we were supposed to exclude. Everybody was kind of there. I don't
0: understand. I'm. I, I listen. I think. I feel like you're mistaken here. I'm fairly certain <laughs> that all modern uh, digital, you know, web-based businesses are built by. White men in their mid forties. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Really certain. I, I'll be You're... honest. Some of my best
1: friends are white men in their mid
0: forties. Mm-hmm. So they're some of the best. Some of yeah. the some of the uh, most choice folks.
1: I don't. Are so white? I have white but
0: Forty five year old men.
1: But I also I also feel like I you know I got my big break from like being hired by a Latino woman who was creating social media tools and like how I got my foot in the door and like. Actually, one of the people that helped solve the fail whale was the people that had made some of the early you know technologies for scaling those kinds of social things and like She's, uh, I'm thinking, a friend of mine who worked at Twitter, who like checks literally every box you could imagine for, like, identity, uh, and and I think like, Diver- the, for diversity, exactly right, <laughs> like like this sort of like HR dream, and and I, I think
0: I, I think, think it's messed up that we, I by the way, I know you you're like it's yeah. like, uh, oh, she's a gay black uh, woman, yeah, you know, so it's yeah. like oh, perfect, yeah, so I actually, but like in in this industry, in the tech industry. And listen, I've been in conversations with people sure. where it's like, "Oh, you know, it'd be great to hire this person because they're yeah. they're gay yeah. and black, yeah. and it's totally. a woman." And people are like, "Yes, yeah, slam dunk." And it's but it is true. We're That's it's like so bad at for sure. so bad at diversity in the in the tech world. I mean, I'm not saying anybody else is that great at diversity, yeah. but we are so bad at it. And listen, I'm I'm as guilty as anybody is of having been bad at it and not hired as diverse as I should oh, have so, or, or, or would and, have I mean, liked it, to. it took
1: me a long time to wake up to it because. Um, well, one, I'm used to thinking of myself as a minority, which culturally we are, but actually Indians are so overrepresented in tech, it's insane, right? Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's actually, bananas. it feels a little racist. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, I mean, if you I feel like math... Indian
0: Indians in tech are being racist against me. Is so that this possible?
1: Is prob- I mean, you know... In- <laughs> then again, I, I have a lot, of, I feel like a lot of people are be, against let's me. Let's be Indiana, honest. So. It, it, I think Indian folks in general look down on everybody else. Wow. The world, right? like, okay. that's, like that's... Because they're like, listen, you know, a thousand years ago, <laughs> we were it, right? Like best food, best clothes, Food's best still, food
2: still amazing, and
1: and right, and just and so like coasting, like this is a very
0: no, but India's but India's huge and very powerful, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, I think of this actually this is like a very Asian thing in general. Like I always think of like the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, and they had that insane <laughs> opening ceremony. Oh, yeah. And, right, and it was like, just, the, like the most extreme thing in the history of Didn't humanity. they have like CGI in that? No, they didn't have to because it was like all of the people. It was like we put <laughs> one million people on They're the floor. Like, we this. can spare
0: them. It's right, fine.
1: Right. And, and what I thought was they were like – China was saying not like, wow, look at our great Olympics. They're like, listen, we are, we are the original superpower. We run this shit. And we took a couple centuries off to catch our breath. Like we were right. just chilling for like 200 years, 300 years.
0: Right. But well, we,
1: we want you to know like the interregnum is over and we are
0: back. There were some things that occurred that, you know, like sure, British imperialism is probably oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not like happened. a high. Not everybody was loving
2: that.
1: No, but there's, a, there's like this. Mo- they're like, listen, you know, we, w- we took our eye off the ball for a minute, but we're back now. And this is our world again. We just want you to know. And I think India is kind of like in that same vibe where they're like, like – because like the prime minister is visiting the U.S. right now. And he's kind of – he's a scumbag. He's like kind of awful. India's and it, prime
0: minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: and everybody's yeah. like – How do you really
0: feel about him though?
1: What, what are, What's he, <laughs> like, he going to do? Read my tweets and get uh, mad? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh, this, oh, that's the worst feeling in the world is when you have a certain size Twitter audience. You're like, oh my god, they're going to see it. Yeah, you know and I me. Mean? Because I can just that's, be like, "Oh, I don't like whatever. I don't like that new." Drape but that's album. but see,
0: but that to me, you do a lot of that. I actually, and we've talked about this a little <laughs> bit on the other podcast that nobody will ever hear. Uh, but one of the things I like about you, and I know we're kind of all over the place, but this is how uh, tomorrow works. Uh, um, you are you seem very real to me on Twitter and very real to me on the internet. And you do say things that I think are get you in trouble or piss oh yeah, people off, sure. which to me is like I, one of the things I realize. I, and I've had a few moments. Um, I have a lot less of them now but i had a few moments early on with twitter when i started getting like a bit a little bit of a following not like you because you know i wasn't on the suggested <sighs> users list yeah, anyhow uh, it's rigged it's rigged man but um you know you say things and you're like oh, i shouldn't say this cuz people are going to get mad and like one of the things i realized is that like the people who really highly edit their um, personality online, and particularly like in, in in sort of open, expressive forums like Twitter, I find them to be boring, and it's I'm less, way less interested in them. I'm am, I'm interested in the people who say things that I disagree with or say stupid things sometimes because they're the most interesting.
1: Th- thank you. That's a great. Uh, and you're one you. of them. You yeah, say stupid exactly. things all <laughs>
0: the time, and I love that about you. <laughs> like
1: I just want to say, I really appreciate people no, that say stupid things but you, sometimes. But so, you know, no, but thanks you for are, coming on the show.
0: But you are like. Uh, <laughs> You're like six degrees of Prince. Like I feel yeah. like you can relate anything. Back, sorry, we're way off topic now. But no, it's fine. I feel like one of the things, one of your specialties, is like somebody's like talking about just something totally random, like steak or something. Yeah, and you're like, you know, on Prince's yeah, 1991 sure. album.
1: Yeah, he had opinion on steak. Yeah, what was his I, I,
0: 91 album? Can you tell me what did he put Diamonds out in 91? Pearls. Diamonds and Pearls is a great record.
1: It's uh, it's okay.
0: No, it's a good record. That's a that's bad. his follow up to the Batman album.
1: Uh, the, actually, uh, Graffiti Bridge happened in the middle, but it, it, really you don't get between those
0: two. Yeah,
1: you don't want to. So eighty
0: nine, when he did something in ninety, and then ninety
1: yeah, one. Well, from from seventy eight until about ninety five or ninety six, he did an album every year,
0: at least. Di- Diamonds and Pearls is a very sexy record.
1: It's uh, it's good. It's a good. It's a solid mid level. The song Diamonds and Pearls is very. Oh, sexy. that's a great record. But it's a mid- it's a mid level like as an album in the mid level in
0: his career. But what's the best Prince record? the oh, best
1: record? I mean, I think "Sign of the Times" is the classic answer there amongst fans. It's mm-hmm. a very
0: mm-hmm.
1: broad. To I guess if
0: you want to go for the popular stuff. double
1: album, you know, I think it's a very. It's like the his um, you know exile on, on Main Street kind of thing. Like it's this very like, let me do everything I can do and or, or like you know Beatles White Album kind of thing. Like here's right. the breadth of everything I can do, and you right. you, you pick out what you love. Turns out,
0: out it. Prince can do a lot.
1: Yeah, well, that's I kind of I mean and this is actually to the broader point of like people were like they, they I think a lot of people think. Me talking about Prince is either, like, this weird affectation or, like, a kind of a half-joke, which sometimes it is. But for me, it's, like, a lens on pop culture and tech and, like, the changing roles of identity and culture. Like, that was my sort of experience of, like, discovering all those things. Especially, like, children of immigrants. Like, my parents didn't have some, like, grounding. Like, I didn't grow up with my parents playing the Beatles. Like, I've never listened to a Beatles album in my life.
0: So, my... Yeah, you know, Beatles I mean, loved India, though, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they discovered India, as I understand yeah. it. Yeah, like, a I lot think of they times, were
0: single-handedly responsible for yeah, India's existence. I mean, my parents were born in India,
1: came to the U.S., and then when they, you know, first heard the Beatles, they were like, we should go to India and find ourselves.
0: Yeah, like finally, somebody, yeah. gets, somebody gets India. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, um, oh, so you don't like the Beatles, is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah, I really, well, I think it's like, you know how America's founding father was George Washington?
0: Uh, India's founding father yeah. was
1: George Harrison. A lot of people don't know that.
0: So you are actually you're not psyched <laughs> uh, on the Beatles uh, in India. That I whole thing. I don't actually.
1: I don't actually have that strong. You opinion sound. About you it. sound
0: like legitimately perturbed by the well, whole no, situation. You no, know, I'll tell.
1: I tell you my honest opinion is India got its independence in 1947, and Harrison and the Beatles start going back to India doing their like we're finding ourselves thing in what 67,
0: something like that.
1: So it's 20 years from we're killing you. Yeah. To like, hey, to yeah, we're we, bastardizing we love, your we culture, love, right? And, we love your music, and we're going to take yeah. it to the world. We're not going to pay you, but we just love your music.
0: I get it. It's get just it. colonialism. But, like but that's the, all. It's, it is. it's also like, yeah. It's I mean, Orientalism, yeah. as, it's, as it's called. You yeah. know, I mean, there is this. Um, there is a British fascination with with Asian culture and mm. and exotic, you know, for their for you know their exotic culture obsession oh, which yeah. is like very, very very well evidenced in Beatles music yeah the British
1: state. the British are obsessed with with Asian culture and Indian culture in the way that uh like a seven year old is obsessed with the ants in their ant farm
0: wow <laughs> that's you know that's fucked up but also fairly true
1: yeah I mean like that's <laughs> it it's like oh look come help me watch this thing
0: well the British you, they can't be trusted we know I, that. yeah well I mean Ameri- but, American I think we of Indian parents.
1: I'm not going to be super pro-British yeah. I, and it's funny cuz actually like I like we visit London and I love London and people were super nice, but I'm just like structurally what the Beatles did was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like a boy band conquers India again is like meh, I don't think we really needed that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like it wasn't um I want to believe that it wasn't as premeditated as the way as it sounds the way you're describing it because yeah. it does when you think about it in those in that light you're kind of like, oh yeah, it's
1: sort of fucked up. Well, what was so- happening when Lenin and Harrison and, and McCartney, what was happening when they were growing up? They could right, not have missed, oh, well, the Raj is falling and our empire is falling apart and we're fighting for dear life You know, with these folks. I mean, because part of it is like, this is my context for this, is like, so the biggest standing army during World War II was the Indian Army and they were conscripted by the British to fight on behalf of the allies, four million soldiers, right? And it's like, uh, well, but can we, like, can we have control of our country and then maybe you could ask us if we can fight? And then, <laughs> and then at the same time, like the great, arguably one of the greatest famines in human history is happening in the region of India. My family's from millions of people are dying because they're basically like the British are like cutting off supply of food to try and un- undermine the independence movement. And it's like, you know, that stuff absolutely made the news in Liverpool. There's no question. There's no question it right. was in the newspaper.
0: Right. 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 And I so don't know how much those guys were paying attention to the I don't news know if they were, were kids, they were kids, let's, right? Let's just assume. Okay. Let's just not assume that they're innocent. No, 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 of the knowledge. No, no. And,
1: no. But I think, like, there, there's a broad cultural awareness. There's, like, a sort of, there's something going on here. You know, yeah,
0: this, is, this is happening. Tea, tea costs more or whatever the impact is. And yeah. and then. <laughs> that's, that's, like, the very British. Yeah. The very common British impact of, like, why is this tea so expensive? The price of now? tea has gone up. How and, dare they? And,
1: even, and, and I think they had a good intentioned. Well, we want to honor this culture that we haven't been respecting. Thing, but like, well, just bring them over. Like, and I think like Ravi Shankar sort of like got to benefit from that, like some association with them and do whatever. And like George Harrison did fundraisers fundraisers for Bangladesh. So like, there was some good there. Like, I'm not saying like these are evil people. I'm saying like there there's a modern model which I think people are starting to understand, which is not like, well, if you appropriate this culture and put them on a T-shirt and Urban Outfitters, you've helped them.
0: Yes, I agree with you. And now um, you've you've ruined the Beatles uh, India period for me forever. Good. I hope you're That's happy. That's the goal. Uh, no, but know, it's interesting when you it's think no about it. You know, because I've never heard any of it. But what's it. <laughs> but what's interesting is like what you what what you're talking about and what is like what I love. What we're doing at this moment is like this is like critical thought about critical thought about this. You know, topic, which is not very relevant at the moment, but yeah. like is 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 interesting to actually think about in critical terms. And, you know, something that, by the way, I feel like you had a point that you were trying to get to way back when that somehow we got off topic <laughs> on. And if you want to get back to it, maybe now is the time. Yeah.
1: So there's there's a piece here, which is like <laughs> that critical thought applying to tech and the tech's impact on culture is what I want to be a voice for. And like, it's pre- it's obviously super pretentious and like, who the hell am I to say that? And like, I don't have any... Education and anything, let alone that topic. So, like, why hmm. should I be a voice for it? Sure. But I got this platform, especially on Twitter, where like I didn't earn it because I was on the suggested user list. and I got well, all you followers.
0: earned it. You you you've worked hard to retain those yeah. followers. Oh,
1: I'm not like I'm not denigrating. Like I think I'm good at Twitter, but you're there, very good at it. Thank you. But there's also a separate piece which is like, and I got because I had friends that were part of the founding team at Twitter, and I got put on some list. I also got a lot of amplification and yeah. voice, and so I'm like. Yeah. Some part of it's earned, some part of it's not. But regardless, I have a platform, and then I'm like, well, if what would I do with it? And and once I realize, like, I don't care, like I'm, I care about being able to, like, su- you know, support my family and live in New York City and all those great, fortunate things. But beyond that, I don't have any ambitions. Like I don't, I don't care about like what most of the sort of definition of success is in the tech. Well, then, right. then once I've achieved being able to have a stable livelihood, then I'm free. There's nothing, like, I want to optimize for being able to express myself and to learn and to be thoughtful. And, like, every single day I can say something on Twitter and either it's, like, w- really well thought out and, and and a rational argument and people are, like, persuaded by it, or I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about and I'm just going to throw this out there and people are going to educate me because they want they think I might listen. Like, that that conversation is so rewarding because then I can just amplify these points of view where like today, like there's, this is a, like a very current example is the, so the prime minister of India is in the U S he's touring.
0: You hate this guy.
1: Tech companies. I, you know what? I don't, yeah. I don't know enough to hate him. What right. I know is he has supported horrendous policies that have been really destructive. So there's like a hard right, uh, Hinduist movement in India that, um, regularly kills Muslims and Christians and outcasts across the country. It's, it's violent. It's hateful. It's horrible. Um, and I was raised Hindu, but our family also was really involved in in minority rights for folks in this group. So that was like, because they saw that. I mean, it was just like you can't see that happen and not be moved by it. And right. and Modi, who's the prime minister, comes from one of those hard right groups, and inarguably the groups that he was supporting and part of burned a train full of Muslim um, pilgrims with like women, children, like, and and there were hundreds of deaths. And no prosecutions, and in fact, people who objected in, in that area, even like Hindu elected officials that objected, were killed. Mm. So it's just straight mob stuff. This just not awful. recently. This is, I want to say, in '91. I yeah. my, 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 I'm probably conflating a couple different events, but there's like it's it's about 25 years ago, you know. Yeah. Or so,
0: but not that
2: long ago.
1: No, c- certainly living memory. Like very, like there are people that survived the attacks that are still alive and speaking out on this. And. You know, he sort of dances away in a technicality like, I, I wasn't there, I was, you know, whatever, I wasn't at the scene. Um, and which
0: is, can you imagine the parallel in America? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely like it's, can. Even if you weren't at the scene, can you imagine the reaction? Yeah,
1: and you know? um, and and so, and I mean, I think he's probably made some moves to disavow and and mainstream and normalize his views a bit, but like, you're there and you've never been held accountable, and that's that's a big deal. So that's kind of part one, and then part two is. There's this horrendous series of laws called Section 377, which are virulently anti-gay, anti-LGBT, um, and and um, were enacted during the Raj, during British rule. Hmm. Um, and, and it's weird because there's this ancient tradition of India being very LGBT-friendly, like, in, in a million different ways. But even just sort of, like, there are temple carvings of every form of human coupling that you can imagine right you know happening right. and and no judgment it's like yeah i mean we learned you know the the that this stuff is normal and common and just human and you know the kama sutra is sunday school in the culture <laughs> you know what i mean so
0: like is it is it though it really is is so, it really i mean
1: not at the temple that my dad founded that we went to growing up here in the us but right. like, certainly in parts of india like right. it's not that's a big cool. deal
0: cool i it. Maybe, that's, maybe that's where i'll find religion
1: uh, well, what I'm telling you about is some of the practitioners of it that kill children, um, and burn down villages are the ones that are sort of leading the the conversation in the faith right now. And, and, oh, and, and oh, it's, no, so I don't, that doesn't sound good. It's got the same. It's got the same issues as every religion that's right, going through these, right. these issues. And so, so um, section three seven seven is like this terrible law, and clearly should be repealed. And it's actually. It's weird because they're trying to construct this idea that in, India was always a Hindu country, which is false, and also this sort of like that Hinduism was already really cons- always really conservative and, and intolerant, which is false. Yeah, And so they're sort of going backwards trying to say, well, our history was always like this, and I think this happens again in every culture. Oh,
0: for sure. Sh- yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And, certainly and, happens here.
1: Yeah, and so so the Prime Minister is going, who's like supported those laws and been part of these sort of hateful actions over time is now like visiting with Zuckerberg and visiting with Satya Nadella at Microsoft, and visiting, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, Google, Microsoft, Adobe, every single one of them is a CEO who is um, Indian-born, not just of Indian mm. descent, mm. but born in India and came to the U.S. Right, right. Which is like
0: you would family. think, right? You would think like uh, Sundar or yeah. or Satya, whoever might say, "Hey, wait a second, I don't agree with these politics." Well, right,
1: and the thing is, but does, but they does stand Tim up Cook? I mean,
0: does he meet with Tim Cook? I'm sure he must. Well, wow, that seems like a very awkward situation. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, think it's so. cuz Tim Cook is, you know, openly gay.
1: Well, and, and and I mean, I think Cook to his great great credit has gone beyond being like I'm out and into I'm an advocate for a broad range of social issues.
0: Oh, for sure. That
1: that the CEO of one of the biggest companies in the history of the world doesn't have to stand up for. So like
0: right, I is, have Right, which, which is totally uncharacteristic of Apple in every way shape and form. To me, I think that's like the biggest difference that tim cook has brought to yeah, apple i don't believe there's i don't believe he's brought any product differentiation whatsoever <laughs> but i do think yeah i do think his positioning of the company and himself in a um an advocate yeah uh, space is totally unique. Steve Jobs had no interest in charity and no interest in advocacy, given his position, yeah. which is like, you know, goes back to that sort of founder myth stuff. But right. I mean, think about it like that. Anyhow.
1: No, no, I think this is an important point, which is like, this is a sort of glass era at Apple, right? We're like reengaging with the press and reengaging with their moral obligation to society. And I think Tim Cook is being an extraordinary leader in that regard. and yeah. And that's like, and I don't say that lightly. Like I have a million criticisms of Apple and of every company and including my own. But like same. I, I think that just that there's this reckoning with like, well, we have a responsibility if we're gonna be one of the wealthiest institutions that's ever existed. And and I think that sort of reckoning with like, well, we have this much power is so important. And it trickles all the way down. So like at the high level, can you stand on the world stage with the leader of the biggest democracy in the world and say, I need to represent not just who I am, but everybody who's like me, who's LGBTQ, and say like, it matters what our rights are and that we're treated with basic human rights. I think right. that matters. At the other end is like um, uh, Gina, my co-founder, she wrote this great, p- great piece about like, how you represent people's gender identity on a dropdown in your software. So like you're filling out a form and you put in name, you, know, you put in zip code, and then she's like, first of all, you probably don't need gender. Right? I don't,
0: I don't, yeah, I mean, the only thing that you need gender for, from what I can tell, is if you're collecting data for advertisers. Yeah,
1: right, so essentially, like, you probably don't need it, but if you do need it, make it just form. right? People will know what to put in the box, whatever's appropriate for them. Right, you know, like there's no argument for like you
0: can't collect you can't collect good data if you well,
1: and then you get into that, and it's like well, actually, it's pretty easy to normalize, right? Like because the things people are going to write, like the vast majority of people will probably write male or female, you know, man, woman, whatever, and then if they have some other identity that they express themselves by, it's more accurate to capture how they describe it than it is to shoehorn it into well. We also presumably,
0: and presumably, if you're an advertiser, you're going to go okay, we've got like. Somebody who clearly identifies as male, somebody who clearly identifies as female, and then like we have we have to create groups for for other for other things, but other is not the group. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's right. like
0: yes, there are going to be people who answer like trans, right? Or right. they may have like a more a more static a sort nuance, of answer, right, yeah. but it's going to be a smaller group of people. But like you can identify that group. Yeah,
1: and I think I think this is the point. Or they might like have really good reason not to choose to identify with anything because it affects their safety. It affects right. you know. And so so I think this is the thing. And like that's one example. But it's like there are moral choices in the text boxes we put in our apps in the in the, the drop down options on the menu that are under your thumb when you're going through an app. And as an industry, we sort of just keep pretending that's not true.
0: Right. Like we keep <laughs> well.
1: passing the buck. Around. well we, we
0: keep not thinking about it and that goes back to that critical thought point which is which goes two ways one is the critical thought from the people making the things and the other is the critical thought from the people who have to use the things and have in th- our thinking about the things right yeah which i think is really important um i want to take a quick break sure. and then i want to get very quickly back to two things and and uh, anyhow we'll, we'll take a break and we'll All be right. right back So I want to talk quickly about Wealthfront again. Uh, Now, look, you know you should be investing your money. Uh, You've probably been wondering how to do it. You've probably even tried to do it yourself, but you don't know how to invest. You know, you're terrible with money. You're probably living on the streets now because you've tried to invest your money and gone broke. You're eating out of garbage cans, you know, just looking for your next break. All that could have been helped by using Wealthfront. It's the easiest option for anyone to get access to world-class long-term investment management, it's an online automated service that invests your money for you so you don't have to and blow you know, your life savings. It's great if you're investing for retirement or just different long-term goals, they can automatically rebalance your portfolio and reinvest your dividends, all commission-free. It's transparent and accessible so you can view all of your accounts in one place, whether it's personal, joint, or retirement. You can see every trade that Wealthfront makes on your behalf, on your dashboard, anywhere you go. Uh, desktop, mobile, whatever. It's great. You pay less than $5 a month to invest a $30,000 account, which is a pretty good deal. And you don't have to have much to get started. You can start with as little as 500 bucks. So you should check it out. I mean, especially since clearly uh, you should not be investing money on your own. You're a danger to yourself and your family. So go to wealthfront.com tomorrow to see your free personalized investment portfolio. You'll see the customized allocation they recommend for your profile. And just for tomorrow, listeners, if you sign up to invest, Wealthfront will manage your first 15 grand entirely free of charge for life. That means in addition to never paying commissions or any hidden fees, you also won't pay any management fees to have that first 15K invested. Check it out. Sign up today, wealthfront.com slash tomorrow, and start managing your money like a smart person. For compliance purposes, I have to tell you the Wealthfront Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member of FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk, and there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read the full disclosure. So look, if you ever have to shave, and I think that some of you do, you know that it can be a pain, I mean literally and figuratively, it can be uncomfortable, you get razor burns, you mess up your beard, and people laugh at you. And also, it's extremely expensive to get good gear to shave with. So let me tell you about Harry's. It's half the price of other big branded blades, and they ship for free to your front door. Harry's blades were originally made in Germany, and the company liked them so much that they bought the entire factory. Well, I pay $32 for an eight-pack of blades. At Harry's, it's half the price, and you get a better shave that respects your skin, your face, your legs, other areas of your body that require shaving, and your wallet. The starter set is an amazing deal. For 15 bucks. you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. And with the promo code JOSHUA, you get $5 off of that price. No matter who you are, you need a razor that will shave well and doesn't suck to use. I think, you know, personally speaking, as a man with a beard... You know, a beard can get very out of control, can get very nasty. Really, my face is just a pair of glasses and a beard. If the beard doesn't look right, half of my face is gone. So Harry's speaks to me on a very deep level. So go to harrys.com right now and get 5 bucks off if you type in the coupon code JOSHUA with your first purchase. That's harrys.com, coupon code JOSHUA. And start shaving better today. Okay, we're back with Neil Dash. Um, okay, two things I said I wanted to say before the, the break. Mm-hmm. Well, one is, I was saying lo- a long time ago, at the beginning of this conversation, we are talking about uh, uh, MakerBase. Yeah. And I said it had two purposes. And one I was saying is you can catalog, um, you can catalog you know, what you know, people can go in there and catalog what they've done. Yeah. But then I assume, and maybe this is the business, that if I'm a person who needs people, uh, this is an amazing resource to actually identify who, who is doing the real thing.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, so because they, like, in a, lot
0: of, in a lot of situations, there are a lot of people at companies. And, you know, as I, I mean, I can tell you from being at, at several companies with lots of people, sometimes there are people there who are really doing the things, and sometimes there are people there who aren't, you know, and you don't always see the clear divide between those two no, things. No, for sure.
1: And I mean, I'm a talker, right? So I get ascribed credit for things that I'm proximate to just because I'm the name that people know. Right, whether I did you know tons of work or no work or whatever, and I try to be careful with sharing the credit. Yeah, but I'm sure there are times like I just miss it, and somebody. No, like, this oh. is the,
0: this was the same. I mean, the same as being like editor in chief of yeah, something, yeah, and, yeah, totally. and, or CEO. We talked about this on the on the uh, old uh, podcast that got ruined. Uh, you know, being CEO, <laughs> you're always the guy who's quoted, even though there's like five thousand people who are actually doing the work, or even like five. Really talented leaders within the company. At the yeah. end of the day, people are just like, "Oh, I'll get the quote from the CEO, and that'll that'll solve everything."
1: Yeah. So the goal of MakerBase is not like a hiring thing. Like we're not trying to be LinkedIn, but to complicate the story away from the lone genius, single founder in a garage by presumably himself. Yeah. Um, like that. That ain't how it works, right? It is these
0: white guy are... in a garage.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <It's like,
0: laughs> <aw. laughs> I mean, it's like... Well, Sometimes you know, it's true. It's been yeah, true totally a few true. times. Like, for example, some of this.
1: Fonzie was a guy in a garage. The Fonz. The Fonz. The Fonz. Hey. Uh, yeah, right. And he had... <laughs> I really, I've been thinking about Fonzie a lot because like... Really? I, so, correct me if I'm wrong. This is my
0: recollection. Okay, but happy to.
1: You, 70s and 80s TV show, mm-hmm. reflecting on the 50s, mm-hmm. right? So, a time period when Jim Crow is still in effect...
0: When, when, things were, when everything was really good in the right, world.
1: Right, right. And the show is called Happy Days. Yep, that's Happy right. Days. Okay. Yeah. And you got a guy who works in a garage. Yeah. And his office is in a public restroom in a diner.
0: Uh, that's... Yeah, that... Right? It, I guess he describes it as his office. It just seems to be where he doles out advice, right?
1: Okay, but right. But his office is, yeah. is a public yeah. restroom. Yeah, sure. And uh, And his catchphrase is telling people to sit on it. Yeah, is that right? Which I, I don't I think, think so. I got I his catchphrase a, I thought
0: his catchphrase was "Hey."
1: Well, he had "A," hey, right? Hey, but yeah. he would tell people like "Sit on it."
0: Oh, sit on it. Yeah. Right
1: now, I I was like seven or eight, so I don't think I got this. But that's got to be some kind of sexual reference.
0: I thought it was like "Sit down and shut up."
1: Is it? Like sit on your like, bottom.
0: Like sit on yeah. Like sit. Sit yeah. on your backside, okay? Yeah, right. yeah. I think I think you're, I think you're reading it a little bit. I don't think it's anything that sexy. Okay. I always I always took it to mean like if he said sit on it, it was like zip it.
1: Oh, so it's like have a seat. Yeah, all like right. that. All right. Like okay. like sit sit okay. down and shut up. I'm so, about to tell oh, you okay, something. So and by the
0: way, okay. I don't remember exactly the like when he used it. So
1: all right, that's fine. I could be wrong. I'll grant that. Maybe it's not. Maybe he wasn't telling somebody something. <laughs> Still, like I like
0: something. the backdrop that you're painting here. That, I like,
1: want to I want to get the picture of the guy. Yeah. And this guy. And then also, so like, so one, same clothes every day,
0: right? right? Same clothes every day. Greaser. He's like a gre- wearing a greaser right. outfit. And
1: then emotionally, he's so constricted that he actually is incapable of saying sorry, right? This was a whole episode.
0: I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that episode where he's like, I'm su-
0: Oh, he I'm can't su-. say it. Yeah. Right.
1: He's like, he can't.
0: Well, it's because it's not cool to say sorry.
1: I guess. So, so And he's the have, coolest
0: guy in town.
1: It's like this this like incredible description of masculinity, which is
0: like yeah, literally
1: yeah. greasy, literally wearing the same thing every day.
0: No, totally alpha. I mean it's totally like an alpha right. male. And
1: incapable of even the basic emotional expression. And all the women, including like a housewife like Mrs. C Yeah, find this guy irresistible.
0: Irresistible. Classic irresistible. stuff. It's classic yeah. stuff. What's funny is... We, Those as days you,
1: were happy, clearly.
0: He, well, you know, you're not even really touching on the the societal backdrop here, the yeah. socioeconomic yeah. Yes. like happenings of the time. I mean, right. what, what, when's that show set in? It's like in it's the, the, is 50s it in the, the 50s? early sixties, I think That's early sixties. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about what's going on in oh, society yeah. Yeah. with women's rights, with, with civil rights of I mean, all types, you know, with the, with like the Rosa, black rights movement. Like
1: Rosa Parks takes place. Like her, her, her actions in Montgomery take place during the run of one happy days
0: exists is there even is there even a black character on the show i can't imagine so i mean because what would you do like how would right. you possibly they'd be, like, they'd be like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, like i can't imagine it would be bad i yeah, think we well, could this imagine was a,
1: i was so excited and i never yeah, happy like, days like, there's only one contest somebody's I have, got to have written
0: like a major thesis oh i'm on sure that's right
1: is. I'm, but i don't i don't cotton to book learning yeah um i i really like there's a there's a, only one contest i've ever wanted to win and it's um Banana Republic okay. had a contest. <laughs> I like this. Uh where they were they said, you know, if you if you buy our, our new fashion line that we did in conjunction with Mad Men, you can mm, win a walk-on roll to Mad Men. Yeah. Like you would be an extra. And I just like I so desperately wanted to win it. Because what would they do?
0: Yeah. What would yeah, they they'd do? They'd have to invent a they'd totally They'd have to put me like in
1: a like it would be so distracting it would yeah, be well, it, it would it completely, completely break the show it would I mean, must
0: have been some there must have been some indian businessman or something there were. in So the, so like so my dad came 60s. to the US in
1: 1963 Yeah, yeah. there you and, go And and the immigration laws changed in 65 to allow uh indians basically to emigrate but in, at that point from from like 40 so in 1915 or 16, they passed the Chinese Exclusion Acts that were like, no Chinese people can immigrate. And then they had a line at the end that was like one sentence. So I was like, and none of you Indians either. So like that was the law. Yeah. And then after those 4 million Indian soldiers showed up and like helped the allies win, they're, they're like, like, listen, will. we love you guys. So we're going to let 100 Indian people in every year. Okay. So that was the law from like 47 or something until wow. uh, 65. And, wow. and, and, and that was the period my dad was one of those 100. So there was like... Maybe a couple thousand Indian people in the U.S. total uh, when my dad came to the U.S. in '63, so, so in the time period when Mad Men runs, there's probably fewer than 10,000 Indian people in America. And nobody's seen one. And it would be a well, big deal. Well, I mean, deal. if they're
0: going to be anywhere, though, somebody's going to be in New York. They could one be. In New York. Right,
1: right. So there were probably a few hundred in New York,
0: right? right. And so, But some, you know, maybe in the advertising industry. Probably not. <sighs> no, <laughs> not. I'm thinking not. I'm thinking, judging <laughs> okay. by
1: what I saw of how they treat white people, I don't think... Yeah. There were a lot of it's Indian true. folks who were showing it's up. It's
0: true. Well, it was a big, it was a big, I mean, they kind of, I mean, they didn't even, I mean, a Mad Men, by the way, I love Mad Men, but sure. you know, they didn't really touch on, I mean, they kind of got into it a little bit later on, but like with what was going on with black rights and civil yeah, rights yeah, in America, yeah, yeah. I mean, they sort yeah. of, it's a side story well, right. at best. But it, but, it,
1: but, it's, but it's, it's there because you couldn't avoid it. But it's it. a white
0: man, the show's told from a white man's sure, perspective, sure. so it's but not, you me, can't really ask. The
1: exciting thing was. That what they meant in, in doing this Banana Republic contest was like you would just cruise by in the background and you'd be able to freeze frame it on your TiVo. <laughs> right. And then you would like put it on your Instagram and tell people I was on Mad Madback. Sure. Right? Like, check me they, out. Right. Like that's what they wanted to do.
0: But Did it, this happen? Did somebody win this?
1: I'm, I'm sure. I don't even know. Do you think know. it was a white guy? I just know I didn't win. That's right. what I know.
0: That's what you wanted to win. And,
1: and if I so, won you this, think, can imagine you just
2: been how badly you just, it would break the show. Maybe it was
0: a guy who'd gone on vacation. You just got a really good tan. Yeah, I you know. know. They just like, they'd play it. Yeah, they they'd play, play it top. totally differently.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, just put on some wide lapels and look cool. But right. I, I just think about, like, you would, like, because it would totally take you out of the show. Like, if you just saw in the background of one shot where everything's so meticulous and everything's period and everything is exactly right, <laughs> and some Indian dude goes, just, just walking, just not even yeah. doing anything, just walking yeah. in the background, and probably I would have to wear a turban, like, I think. Do like you it'd be think it hard to pull off? Because you would probably be Sikh back then. Like I think that's probably most of the Indians I don't know.
0: I don't think. So, that, I don't think either Banana Republic or Mad Men would get into this level no, of detail. No. Well,
1: right. But even if they didn't, even if I'm straight up just wearing it like a Don Draper suit, you'd yeah. be Like you'd be like, what the fuck is that?
0: You'd look great in a Don so, Draper suit. I
1: do. That's true. But I yeah. think the point here is like it would. It there was a meeting at Banana Republic, right, where they're like, we're going to make the best contest. We have got the perfect way, <laughs> right, to capitalize. <laughs> On Mad Men's popularity and our (laughs) association with them, and and nobody in that meeting was like, "What if anybody who's not black or white?" It's not a white person, (laughs) right? Like they just—it didn't even occur to them. And I was like, "That was so like that was such a thrill to me because I'm always." I'm always imagining the meeting, like everything in culture. Like I see a sign in a McDonald's, or like what if some somebody who is coffee. in a wheelchair? Yes, right. Yes, <laughs> like, or somebody right? has a prosthetic limb, like anything, yeah. anything yeah. of the contemporary world. That'd uh, be and, great. And it would just be like, or 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 somebody with a, like a non-traditional gender representation, like any of these things. All right, would now just, you're
0: now you're just getting crazy. Would
1: just collapse the show, and I was like, I'm sure this. they had
0: some kind of veto power, though, right? They could have been like, ah, you know, you don't really work for this episode because you're not white right right
1: But just something like <laughs> um, i just that's so all right anyway. well i'm
0: disappointed you didn't win all right hold on so we've managed to burn through already can i just say we've managed sure. to burn through for like 47 minutes oh my, and i yeah. haven't actually <laughs> talked to you about a single thing that i thought i was going to oh, talk to you about okay one other point okay really quickly yeah by the way this is I, I, this is why we ended up doing a two-hour previous podcast yeah, we're not doing a two-hour one today though yeah. um i want to say the second thing i wanted to say uh, which, by the way, we could talk about your madman Men been in a public contest all Issue day. Issue number two. <laughs> um, well, it's about critical thought, and it was about, um, I actually think there's a trend on the internet right now that is, like, really annoying to me. Um, and I think that some of it is, I mean, I have a kind of theory, so there's, there's a, there's like, critical thought, like, actual criticism of things, and I mean, like, to be critical of things, yeah. is now seems to go in, like, two directions on the internet. One is, like, straight to absolutely vile hatred yeah, right like sure. to like a bad bad or awful place right and the others is, is like people go like oh i don't want to hate like hating's not cool like i want to be this is like we should all be friends and let's really like cheer on what everybody's doing no right. matter what even if we agree with it or don't agree with it or we like it or we yeah. don't like I mean,
1: it. i mean I, I was in san francisco for like doing a startup in like a four or five or six and I came back – one of the main reasons I came back East like, uh, was – well, one was like my wife wanted to build a, a site with her friends. And then I was like, I can't stand the lack of criticality around yes. what people are doing. And, yes. and, and it was for me – being in New York was you can sit down with somebody, tell them I got this idea for a startup or I'm building an app or whatever. And they would be like, that sucks and here's why. Yes. And in San Francisco, <laughs> they would say that sucks and here's why, but they wouldn't be sitting at the same table as you.
0: Right. And they also would might also fund it just because like, right, 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 somebody's right. like, yeah, anyway. maybe and, right, here's, and here's really, 10 million dollars.
1: Yeah. And it was sort of like and I think this goes into the like the inclusion conversation, too, which is like my goal for inclusion is that we can have like all the underrepresented folks that there can be as many black folks and, and Latina folks and 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 LGBTQ folks that could show up and pitch totally stupid ideas and get funded. Right as there are as there are like white and Indian and East Asian guys pitching stupid apps and getting funded, like <laughs> right. then that is right. success. That's the dream. The right? dream is that
0: we're all that we get the VCs to blow as much money as possible on bad ideas, yes, no matter who exactly. is pitching the bad idea. Every
1: bad idea from everyone should get yeah. some money.
0: but it, but doesn't it? Don't you feel like it's driven? Um, I feel like somehow, and and I'm gonna probably get into some kind of weird hot water here, but I feel like we've taken the political correctness concepts of the '90s to a place where People are so petrified of people can't make the distinction between what is like criticism yeah. of like a group or a person and criticism of a thought or a product. Well, there's, you know? yeah,
1: like, there's a weird, there's a couple of different kinds of uncritical criticism right now. So one is just like never say anything negative, right? And that's right. like obviously right. stupid. No hate, the no haters, the policy. no haters policy. Then yeah. there is um, the there's critique on the basis of sort of social justice, which often gets labeled like that's the politically correct these are social justice warriors things and the people that object to that are always the people who are like well I'm very privileged and I hate you pointing it out right
0: Right. and so that's sort of like it's like like the meat eaters I mean as a vegetarian well I'm sort of not that good at it I've been a little bit I've been eating fish lately but Mm. as a person who's been a vegetarian and as having a wife who's been a vegetarian if you ever talk about vegetarianism to people who eat meat they get very they get very defensive and angry at you like how dare you question my right my well, privilege so to eat funny. whatever i want. Yeah, it's
1: so funny for me because it's very uncomplicated. I eat meat and i know that probably in in my son's generation but if not the one after that it's going to look unconscionable that i did so. I hope so. Right. So so it's very like it's like i'm not I'm not, like, I've curtailed it and I've tried to be more reasonable about sourcing and all pre- this. I'm
0: not preaching, man. You can no, no, eat whatever you want. No, 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 I get it. But what I'm saying you is, like. You want to put that, you put that uh, those beautiful animals into your mouth and don't let me well, stop you, this is you know? literally
1: how I think about it. I was like, pigs are incredibly smart, incredibly That's That's why I stopped eating animals. meat was
0: because of a pig.
1: But the difference is, like, I've actually, like, butchered a hog and dressed down animals and, like, you know, taken apart a goat. And, well, and you're and sick in me. I'm not. Well, uh, well, no, I mean, I'm this thing you is, don't, like, you don't it's not, it's not, I, I, I'm not like, I'm not proud of it, but like, I, I felt that was my ethical obligation to be informed about the choices that happen.
0: Yeah. The least you can I do is rough up the animal before you eat it. Well,
1: you confront it. If you've never had the blood of an animal on your hands, <laughs> wow. you shouldn't eat meat. I think that's pretty simple. What right? if it's just
0: been, what was like an accident? Like you're clipping your dog's nails and you clip them Yeah. Short. That's not,
1: that does that count? Yeah, totally. Totally. Like
0: I clip my dog's nails too short, so I feel justified eating the steak. Yes, that is. That's exactly how it works. That's <laughs> <Okay>. the process. <laughs> and,
2: Good.
1: But but no. But I think I think so. I think there's this thing where it's like it's not complicated to me to say future generations, including perhaps one generation forward, will will look in judgment on some things I do and con- tr- consider normal and be aghast because I hope that's the case.
0: Well, it's just like it's just like how we have these like really fixed sexual identities, yeah. and I think in like. 20 years or maybe less. I mean, kids are going to be like gay straight. Like what what is yeah, that even yeah. who cares? Well,
1: I mean, even the, the clarity that comes from when like, um, uh, so as a kid, I was born in Pennsylvania, but as a kid, we would go back to India to like where my folks were from. And my dad's village is from one of the poorest parts of one of the poorest States. So we're from like a, a state that's on the Eastern coast of India called Orissa And it's like, um, It's like the Louisiana of India, right? Mm. And so it's like eight percent of the population, but only it's less than two percent of the diaspora. Nobody gets out, right? And Mm. and so and we're from and we're from the like the part of Louisiana that's not New Orleans,
0: right? Okay. So so, so like that's that's painting a very good picture right now.
1: But like great music, great food. What they do to shrimp is amazing. Like it's it's like it's a great. You know, I'm very proud of where I'm from, but like. Mm. The poverty is real. And so, and there's a, in, in the region we're from, there's a lot of um, aboriginal folks. And um, they are, you know, a family of four lives on like six to $800 a year. And, and we would go to my dad's village when I was a kid. Like, we lived there for like a month at a time sometimes. And there's no running water then and no electricity. They would have generators that would run some power for like a couple hours a day. But that was mostly not there when I was a kid. And I would play with the some of the village kids, you know, that were from that environment, and and even the well was like 20, 30 feet deep, so like you could get pretty seriously sick. Like it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. clean water, right? Um, and you know, I went from having a Commodore sixty four at home,
0: uh, and, to, and, to, and air conditioning. Yeah. Oh,
1: to, every, <laughs> I mean, and, and yes, some like running water and vaccines <laughs> right. and right, um, and supermarkets and going to my friend's house to watch MTV. To, um, to living there. And, you know, as a kid, you just, whatever, you just go like, that's where right. we're going to be. And you don't right. think about it. And, and I mean, I still got to play soccer and I still got to go fishing and I still got to ride bikes. Like it, like some of the stuff that I, what I did anyway, I was doing. Right. Um, but it was very clarifying because I didn't have this idea. Like, I mean, cause I spoke the language and I knew these folks, I didn't have the idea that this was different than me. And only in, when I became an adult did I get what I had witnessed.
0: Yeah, the disparity the 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 how you know these situations are so distant from each other. Right. And that my uh, cousins
1: who were girls didn't go to school cuz they were busy carrying water from the well right, to the
0: house. Right, right. And in a way when you describe what you just described, I mean aside from the water, you know, being you know getting sick from the water. I mean there is something that you it's kind of amazing to have had that experience. I wish that I could have had a broader perspective when I was a kid, of or even be able to look back on something and say, "Oh wow! Like, look at how different the world is. Look at how different life is in other parts of the world." And I don't mean just as like a looky loot like yeah. just for the sake of it, but having to actually experience it and understand it. I mean, I, I, I think, think there's was some it. real value it was, there. It was the
1: living there, right? Because yeah. like we visited places, like we went to Canada when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, like
0: it wasn't. <laughs> You're like what butter tarts?
1: Yeah, you know, like poutine. <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah, and 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 which it is, but like I, I think there's a like. You visit, and, and then the difference was, this was family. This wasn't any different than when my friends would be like, oh, well, for Christmas, we're going to fly into my grandmother's house. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so it was like, it, the trip took 48 hours, and we would stay for weeks and months at a time because it was so arduous. But like the, conceptually, I just saw it as going to my
0: grandparents' house. Right, right. And, so it's a totally different re- uh, relationship there.
1: Yeah, and, and and I think I didn't realize until I was an adult how it had
0: stayed with me. Yeah,
1: where it just was like because you know all of us have seen somebody oh I got a social media campaign and we're going to build a well somewhere and I worked with Charity Water to do the campaign you know two years ago now and I was like this is for like exactly the same kind of well we built in my family's village hmm. you know what I mean and and the yeah. region where we did the campaign I was very specific about like I wanted it to be here because this is these are my people right and and that was. Um, that was sort of my first reckoning with, like, well, one, how do I use my platform in a way that sort
0: of—how do you use a suggested users list? Yeah,
1: exactly, right. How do you like, like, if I can <laughs> to guess, solve to
0: solve well problems?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, just basic water access. Because what happens is, like, so the girls in our village go to school now, and it's because there's a well, and the well costs like twelve thousand dollars.
0: Right, like the investment on something like that is so minuscule yeah, by it's, comparison. It's like, like you can configure, but massive like, for the people there. Like they couldn't. I'm sure. sure it would be very difficult. You can
1: very easily configure a Mac Pro that costs more than the cost of providing water to an entire village. In yeah,
0: you shouldn't do that though. You, I mean, do both. At this point, I mean, unless just you're just do a both serious like, video like, I think professional, exactly. I mean, if you're doing
1: 4K video, by all means,
0: yeah, yeah, not go get the, the Mac Pro. But I mean, like, no, people don't need overkill. drinking
1: water if you're doing 4K video. But other than that,
0: that's right. That's right.
1: I, you know, I think there's a the thing of like, I'm not saying like either or. I'm just like, if we, once you're aware of it, you can't, you can never forget it.
0: Yeah. Well that awareness but that's actually you know not to bring this all back to something I was saying but that awareness um I feel like people are so we're we're getting so aware. I mean, I think what's so amazing about you know I've got this big long theory about this like sort of like where and this is of course in my world where media and journalism is and why we talk about the things we talk about now and why we have things like explainers and why we have things like um TV recaps are very, it's like a very hot thing to, everybody has TV yes, recaps. Yeah. And like, what is the culture that drove those things? And I think like, actually, like for me, if you go back to like a post 9-11, very, just re, just right after a post 9-11 world where, so a couple of things happen all in tandem. One, And this is a big, I can just talk about this for hours, but I'm just going to give you my little snippet. <laughs> one thing is, one thing is like suddenly, so we've got the internet which is really becoming a thing in 2001. People have to remember like the internet is not what even remotely what it is now. Like no, in no, 2001 no. Most wasn't that long still,
1: ago. 30% of people were doing dial up on AOL as their access yeah, and, to the like, internet. And like
0: really, then. really like completely. Yeah. Like it's a totally like, um, the environment is, is you're not on the internet really. You're within right. some portal that's like, right. looks it's like, something you, know. you you go and connect to. And there, and most, and a lot of people in the world, not on the internet at all. And, Who are on the internet now. And like, remember, nothing resembling a remotely resembling a smartphone for any part of the population. That doesn't come until 2007. I mean, when you think about this, like, the smartphone doesn't really enter the picture for anybody who's an average consumer until 2007, which is like not that long ago, but what could be, you know, a million years ago. But anyhow, so you've got this like post 9-11 thing where, where suddenly the internet is becoming a thing. It's not that quite there yet, but our ability to connect to other cultures, to other people, to each other is, is now like way blown up and in, in a good way. Yeah. And, uh, and then you've got like this sense, at least in America. And I think I do think this resonated elsewhere in the world where People are like, wow, the world is way bigger and more complex than we previously considered. I mean, we hadn't in our in my lifetime or in most people's lifetimes hadn't had this kind of global event where it was like uh, somebody else's reality. Literally and came crashing right. into and literally came unhairs. crashing into our reality, and like people who assumed they knew how the world worked or thought they knew were like, wait a second, we don't know shit about how the world or, or works.
1: Or that you could get by without knowing, right? Like you might be right, like, oh, I know right. things like, are totally oh, it's no different longer, over there, but it does—it's not—it's no longer a big
0: deal. So like, I always I trace these I trace those two things back to a starting point of like what has created our new kind of reality in journalism, and like, there's a bunch of different and in media, and there's a bunch of different ways to slice it. But some of the big takeaways are this idea that um, like. We you know, we started to kind of um like figure out tools for explaining and describing our world differently. I think like the explainer is a really good example of this where it's like, seriously tell me what the fuck is going on, you know? Right, and like right. it started out as like the Malcolm Gladwell movement where it was like, oh, this one thing explains everything right, and then right. and now it's become like, this one thing explains everything or you don't really know about everything, but we're gonna tell you what it means. And then there's also this kind of, like, the hot take slash, like, TV recap to me is, like, born of the, like, global conspiracy theory that everybody thinks we're living in now. I think, like, Lost actually had a big <laughs> impact on this. By the way, my original point that I was trying to connect up here, I have no fucking idea what it was at this point. Right. But, like, I do think that, like, we have these two things that are, like, really similar and really shared. Um, and I don't know why I wanted to talk about them. And I did well, want to link think, them up to something you were talking about.
1: Yeah, I think there's a point here, which is that we, we synthesize a lot of information. And I think the lost point is really interesting because lost the text was not, it was never enough for lost, right? right? Like you had to have text plus context and the context was collective, right? So without wikis and without online comments and without podcasts, you couldn't actually understand lost.
0: Well, no, I mean, and they, and they actually as increasingly designed it for that audience, which is again, where that you've got that rise of the internet starting to intersect with like the rest of reality. And like, You know, think about Lost. Lost has a direct lineage from, like, 9-11. Like, there is no Lost without 9-11. Lost is, like, probably the most post-9-11 show that's ever existed, except maybe until Homeland, let's say. Or I guess 24. I didn't really watch 24, but... I don't. At at any rate, because I don't watch Republican propaganda. (laughs) But don't you think there's, like, this very direct line, and there's, like... And then it's like, oh, look what's happened. Now you're taking this thing apart on the internet and trying to put it back together. It's such a weird... Anyhow, this has something to do with critical thought, but I've I've so like gone down my own weird rabbit hole. Well,
1: no, I mean, I think I think there is a through line here, and I think one of the pieces of it is we don't have complex narratives about technology, right? We
0: are you still, bringing this back to MakerBase?
1: No, no, I'm I'm bringing it back to being, <laughs> You're being like, critical. You're like, and that's why I time. created MakerBase. No, 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 no. I mean, like we, we because like why like I mean some of it, yeah, is why why is that the thing <laughs> I'm working on? But but you for did. me, but for me, it's more about like why is it bad. To pretend that Mark Zuckerberg single handedly created all of Facebook from, you know, it sprung forth fully formed from his forehead. Well, it's not bad because, like, I need to take that guy down a peg because he's rich. Right. It's bad because it doesn't let us fix what's structurally wrong with the platform. Right. Right, and, and like that's the thing about like
0: you mean the platform of Facebook or the platform of like the internet? I
1: mean the platform of Facebook in this case, but like
0: right, and those what's are what's what's structurally wrong but, with it. But I mean, so Facebook, I want to know.
1: Well, Facebook is a superset of internet. Like, let's keep in mind, like more people yeah. have access to Facebook than feel they have access to the internet.
0: It's right? the internet, yeah, in many ways. Internet it's more too. than
1: it's more than internet, right? Because right. it's it's like that 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 connection and that connectivity um, like kind of in the way that like sms is or something right
0: weirdly but weirdly like AOL in the 90s
1: yeah yeah totally and and of course like how do we learn the lessons from AOL in the 90s because they're not it's not taught at college there is no college class on like stupid repeating patterns in tech that we should stop doing
0: <laughs> yes that
1: right like that doesn't you should, exist you
0: should teach that you i God, let's trying. teach that together can we do can we yes. be dual professors in please. that please I would um, love to do that. But
1: but like that's the thing is like you can, you know
0: get Blackberry in there. Get them yeah, you know, yeah, they're definitely yeah. a case, but case even study But just
1: basic stuff where you're like, oh, like people are making office software again. Okay. <laughs> well we've been doing this for forty years. Right. Maybe we've learned some lessons about word processors. And you're like, no, no, no. Everything is the beginning of history. No and there's you don't nothing get it. to learn from time. Yeah, and, and so like that sort of like a historical what I always think of as like kids showing up for the first day of Y Combinator and they're like, Nobody's ever made a spreadsheet before and, and like I just like like I just wish there was some way to like have them go and point out like, Oh, this is the issues that arise and especially in regards to like the ethics of it or the social impacts of it to be able to say, yeah. Oh, well you know what? Like even something as simple as um, you build a social network. I was talking about like your, what your you know your profile lists your gender identity as, but even like who you share information with by default when you go onto a new social app, and you could say not even ancient history. I'm not talking about going back to like you know time sharing systems in the '70s, but just say like Google Buzz. Right. Google Buzz was not that long ago. It was like a decade ago.
0: Wow. And you say Google Buzz I think was, it was I think it was less than a decade ago, right, actually. Right. But in, like in way the, less than right. a decade ago. Like, I think it decade. was like four years ago. Right. right. It was five years ago. It's still
1: the servers are still running. Yeah. And and uh, like they haven't cooled off
0: from Buzz. was they... Buzz the one that was like the real time like chat. That was thing? Wave. Oh, that was Wave. That Wave. was Wave. What was Buzz? It was Buzz like their was Twitter. Rip-off. Into Gmail.
1: Um it was integrated into Gmail and it had some Facebooky and um and some Twittery type functions. Yeah, but the oh my point God, is, I totally forgot your, about it. it used your Gmail inbox as a proxy for your social graph. Oh, right. And that has problems for 1,000 reasons.
0: <laughs> um, and this is, such an, and such, this is such a classic... Engineer like yeah. engineer driven decision like oh yeah just just you know totally. pull that database and like we'll get right. all the information we right. need it's like Your oh yeah email except contact
1: list is the hammer that I except have.
0: like you know <laughs> this guy's like secretly gay and doesn't want his family to know right like, right or he's emailing all these other people that like aren't part of his circle and- or as
1: it turns out my boss isn't my friend right, right. Like, like there's right. a lot like there's a lot of things that, that right. are, like, legitimate reasons there and so um, there's a, there's a design patterns that happen. Which are like don't treat your address book as if it's a friend list, and you're like okay yeah that makes sense. We saw that there were some mistakes here. We saw some people were victimized, vulnerable, made vulnerable by this. And then if you're a young person who wants to make apps and you've got a great idea for an app and you're about to make that mistake again, how would you know? Right. Where well, would there's you no, go? There's no and history.
0: Learn? There are very few history lessons. There's in, zero in, there's in like, digital.
1: There isn't even a medium think piece well it works About, like don't actually do i mean things. that's
0: one of the things that yeah that's one of the way sorry i interrupted no, it's you fine. go ahead finish your point uh,
1: that is that's the whole point oh,
0: okay <laughs> i was going to say like there's not even like i mean history is sort of ant it's like we're anti-history digital people like internet people are anti-history in many ways because they think it's like it like slows progress yes you know basically they're like no you know ship it fuck it yeah, ship it yeah yeah and this you know it's so like it's, well hold on a second uh and this Where, where's into the database? The, like, Where are you pulling the database Right, from the
1: fight against regulation. Right, yeah. like regulation. So you go, if you go into whatever, you go into a store and they're like, we don't take any bills over $50, and they got a little sign that says that. That is a documentation of a transgression. It's a recording of history of when they were victimized, right? They got mm. scammed by somebody who had a fake counterfeit bill. Right. And, and, and what the sign is is the documentation of how do we not make this mistake again? Right, right, and all of regulation and legislation, imperfect as it is, as inaccurate as it is sometimes, is that it is is a signpost recording. Here is something that went wrong that we don't want to have go wrong again.
0: Right. Well, you know, and make no mistake about it. You know, people talk about like this fucking like small government and get yeah. rid of regulation. It's like, no, this is what makes societies work. Sometimes it makes them not work. Yeah. But a lot it's, of the it's time. perfect
1: Because like some people have legitimate $50 bills and so we shouldn't throw out the bad at the good. That's right. true. Right. Like let's come up with a more nuanced solution. Right. Let's have those little markers to check whether the bill is real or not. Like let's, that's fine. But as a step one, let's stop the harm. Makes sense. And we end up with things like meat that is inspected, and that's great, right? We end up with, like, really, yeah. really good
0: social you want your meat. You want your meat inspected. You want
1: your meat sure. inspected. Yeah. So, clearly, we want to have, whenever somebody makes a new social app for photo sharing, the default probably should be you don't disclose their location, even though the EXIF headers have their exact GPS coordinates baked into the image. Right. Right? Now... Twitter has enough institutional knowledge that when they introduced photo sharing, they automatically started stripping location from XF headers before sharing it out. But Startup X, new one, new Y Combinator yeah. kid who was yeah. like, who's only been in the industry for three years and just got out of school, doesn't know that. And I'm not saying oh. he's a bad guy because he doesn't know it, but he wasn't going to be taught it in his CS class.
0: Right. And, no he wasn't. Getting, right.
1: and there isn't a... Best practices checklist to go to. Now they're starting to be, but like broadly, there isn't, and there yeah. isn't an, a
0: cultural expectation. But as, and also, as we move away from education, I mean, like basically VC culture um, promotes like a move away from sort of like organized education in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So so you have to wonder. And I'm not. By the way, I'm not saying like, oh, everybody should go to some course in college. That yeah. I mean, I didn't all this go stuff to college, it, and that's fine. It, no. Neither did I. It doesn't really work like that. But like, how do you? How do you like? create a shared that shared knowledge so how do you create
1: a shared base of knowledge or
2: maker base
1: (laughs) or (laughs) a shared set of cultural norms that enforce a certain level of protections amongst the people who are most vulnerable
2: right that's actually
1: almost
0: an exact definition
1: of what the law is
0: i don't know how do you do that you gotta yeah i think you make
1: a law there ought to be a law so
0: you think there should be a law don't Automatically, actually, but it is the location things are really great. Every service I use when I first when you actually I just experienced this because I got a new phone and I yeah. couldn't use my my um, this is stupid, but I couldn't use my backup because I had been using beta software, uh-huh. so I had to basically start from scratch. Yeah, and. And in doing that, I was like, "Oh yeah, here's how all these apps on board now." Like I forgot how Instagram onboards when you first sign in, right? And, they ask and it's mentions. like, it's like, do you want to share your location? It's like, you know what? I didn't actually fucking ask to share my location at all. And the fact that you've just prompted me to ask for my location makes it's me feel like I'm going to accidentally share it. Yes. It's like maybe just don't turn it on, and make me make it clear that there's a place that I can turn it on if I want to. Yeah, yeah. You and know? And,
1: and that's the thing is like, and I mean, to their credit, Apple and and, and Google have made the, like before an app gets your location, you have to tell it that you're going to share your location thing and, or like your photos or your contacts. But But, like you just hit yes. You just hit okay.
0: That's right. That's the thing is you become blind to those messages and you go, okay, okay, okay. The reality is app developers should go, they want you to share your location because it's better for advertisers and it's better for their bottom line. And of course there's a, there's a certain part of the, of the app itself, which is makes it better by sharing your location. No question about that. Yeah. But like, but at the end of the day, um, so much of this is about – and this is this goes back to your point about ethics. It's about not putting the user first. And by the way, Apple, Google, Microsoft, um, Facebook, Twitter, notoriously bad sometimes yes. at putting They've, the user – at really putting the user – and people say, say like, oh, Apple puts the user first. Every single it,
1: one of those companies has broken the law on some form of user privacy. Every totally and one.
0: and and doesn't and often doesn't just put the needs of the user ahead of the needs of their business and like right. you do have to strike a balance and and I think you know i i talk, i've talked many times on this podcast and elsewhere about like how user aggressive it is how um how really kind of like violent it can feel sometimes towards a user to do the things that companies do that, that may they where they make you jump through these like insane hoops I was just reading somebody wrote um I want to say Jeffrey Zeldman. Is that, that's yeah, yeah. somebody who has just written, I want to say wrote something about ad blocking, which is a great segue because huh. we're segueing into, I did want to talk about this. And by the way, we're now a well over an hour, but, yeah. um, he wrote something about, uh, I think was sort of a response to something that Neeli Patel wrote, the yep. editor in chief of the verge. Um, on ad blocking and what it really means and it's sort of talking about how, oh, companies do these things that are bad for users but we accept it and we we move on with our lives, you know? Yeah. And there is like, he kind of catalogs all the things like, oh, if you want to buy things on Amazon uh, to watch on your iPhone, you can't buy them on the iPhone because Apple wants its cut and all this other bullshit. Right. So, so there are all of these situations and a lot of, some of those are just monetarily driven. Like it's like, this is how our bottom line is at stake. So we have to put these features in, but some of them are ethical blind spots, I think yeah, they are like, you don't know better and you don't know how people, how human, it's like, you need almost need like a psychologist to go like, let me tell you how humans react when you do that. Right. Because like right. a lot of these people are like, and they're not bad people. No, nope. but they just aren't considering the human impact of the things that they do. That's
1: exactly it. I think there's, I mean, I, so I'm advocating at one level, you know, you got to have the regulation, you got to have the laws, and then there's the part which is like, there's lots of stuff that's not illegal that's just creepy as
0: hell. Right. It's like, right. it's like you didn't break a law, but it sucks. Yeah. So figure so, out how to not. And do so that. how do you
1: do that in a way? Because like, what happens is the stuff that seems creepy or on the line or arguably unethical or whatever it is. Always the people that are hurt the most are the people on the margins.
0: Right. right? Of course. And of course. their
1: concerns part of the reason that they're not considered in advance is because they're not the people building the apps. They don't right. get the funding. They're not hired by the companies. They're not present at those startups. And so And
0: that and that is how Makerbase can help. <laughs> <laughs> I did is a good ad for the idea, though. Honestly, like it's... all joking aside, it does make it, it does make what you're doing make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's
1: the part. I mean, for me, I hope everything I do fits into helping th- tra- deal with that issue. So like yeah. MakerBase, certainly. But like if, if I have a tweet that encourages somebody to think about what the ethical implications are of, of, of what they're building, that's great, too. Like it just it's all of those things together. Ho-
0: hopefully this podcast conversation will make people reconsider their bad their bad Unethical ideas.
1: Or even just thinking like – and I've been this guy. I've built you know, blogging tools and and social apps and stuff where I'm like thinking about the good, positive thing. We're like, oh, I built this tool and these people met each other and they got married and isn't that great and that's what I wanted to enable, right? And I've also built platforms that people have used to dox me and my family because I didn't anticipate it. Yeah. And I didn't think about it. And, yeah. and so like I learned the hard way that my short sightedness and my focus only on the optimistic positive, you know, outcomes as opposed to the vulnerabilities I might introduce to people that are at risk hurts people. Like I hurt people indirectly and enabled others to hurt people because I wasn't thoughtful about it. And Yeah, you're
0: and you're a bad guy.
1: I have been. I have been and that's it right like we're all complicated and like nobody's founder myth is like and this person this genius came up with this in his garage and people use it to harass people in this way right like that is never the <laughs> story
0: <laughs> and no, no, like this would be great to harass people with yeah
1: exactly and um, and yet we make that
0: I agree all right really quickly we're gonna do like yeah. two minutes on ad all blocking right. and then we got to okay. wrap sure um, so you wrote something you had a Twitter a tweet storm the other day mm-hmm. uh, about ad blocking um, and then you wrote something on Medium,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which I really liked. It was basically like about people passing the buck. Yeah. It was yeah. basically about people saying, like, this is not our problem. And one of the things, like, I'm going to just draw out a, a particular piece of that. Like, you you talk about Marco Arment and his, yeah. him pol- having pulled, um, pulled uh, what was his Peace. app called? Peace, Peace? was his
1: ap- ad blocker. Which was, like, called.
0: a very successful ad blocking it was app. the number that,
1: one one, yeah.
0: That also happened to... And I'm guessing, I'm guessing he got some emails about this, and that's why what happened happened. He pulled it uh, after realizing that you know, basically using a sledgehammer to solve ad issues hurts everybody, right? Like you're knocking down the building that everybody's inside of. Um, John Gruber's in there, Kotke's in there, sure, um, you know, well, and also so is I. More with the ads that you really hate, yeah. And so- and when you block all the ads. And this is one part of your thing, I just yeah. want to say. But it is, there is this, and actually this gets into this ethical conversation we were just talking about. Um, but there It's is about this, ethics in journalism. It is actually, actually it's about ethics in and g- and gaming journalism. But yeah. you do get to this thing where you realize, um, you know, having, being thoughtful when you make things is often not just about, like, are you a good person? Are you a bad person? Or do you want to make a lot of money? Or do you not want to make a lot of money? So it's just about seeing, like, like really Investigating and exploring the landscape of what you're doing and asking the questions that maybe aren't the first questions that come to mind
1: yeah, it's not obvious, and so like i I actually I, I had very high praise for Marco in the piece because not like obviously, I wish he would have had a more nuanced and complex thought about it before he launched the
2: app. But, <laughs> yeah,
1: but he reacted to the facts on the ground and the introduction of all this complexity. By being thoughtful and pulling back, even though it cost him money. Now, obviously he's rich enough to be able to do that and that's great. Right. But well,
0: it cost him money that he'd made by doing something that he realized was like the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. Well he yeah, he felt it was Did the thing. Did it cost thing.
0: him more money? I don't think it cost him more
1: money. Um who knows? I mean yeah, I don't who know. know. I don't we know. don't know. We don't know. But but it certainly cost him time. I mean he had to build the app and all for that.
0: For sure, that stuff, right? for sure.
1: So so the the thing for me was like I want a thousand more stories of people saying I reflected on this and I changed my app, or I did something that cost me money, or that cost me users. Yes. Um, and 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 I think like that alone is worth celebrating. In the particular context of ads, what so one of the things and when I it's funny because I thought this right when when Peace first came out before Marco pulled it, he was like, well, I use Ghostery's database. Um, and Ghostery is a service that like tracks all the trackers for you know uh, all the different ad networks, and they use it to both to help users opt out, readers opt out of that stuff, and to help publishers track people. So I guess they get paid on both sides, which is right. fine. But whatever. They have the list of everybody that tracks everything. Yeah. And and he said, so I use their database. And this is a really common pattern in tech. It's a design pattern. Well, oh, I use their API, and we use their data. And that's how you know it's trustworthy, right? Which is um, true. Like, it's a a, a validation of, like, um, there's another party that focuses on this, and we're going to leverage their
0: Infrastructure right, like, there, like hey, we use Google Maps in this in this exactly. navigation or, or, or app like, that we've done for biking or whatever.
1: Yeah, or like the safe browsing stuff, like your browser will tell you this site is you know compromised or whatever. And then they all share that information between Mozilla and Google and whoever. Right, right. So, so like there are these shared systems. On the other hand, it's a complete abdication of the ethical decision making because what you did is said it's not my fault right. that your site was blocked. It's on Ghostery's list,
0: and it to- and it and also like removes nuance from the, from the thing that you're making which is so you know which so desperately requires nuance
1: right and and so what you do and i think we do this in a lot of tech and i just sort of used ad blocking as an example is we sort of pass the buck in saying uh there's some and apple did this with enabling ad blocking in the first place apple was like well we're not publisher hostile we just let users decide Yes. Now now they made the hook for this, right? And of course, like, and they advertise it as a feature in the new OS and they have sessions about how to build this kind of stuff at WWDC and they have documentation on their site about the ways that it interacts with content. So like, they're like, there is nothing neutral about their position. They're obviously trying to enable it. Now, I actually think there's a strong ethical argument to be made for why they should in terms of tracking, in terms of malware. Like there are a lot of things that are broken in the ad ecosystem that you can speak to.
2: Right, but Agre- they, agree.
1: But they are not opinionated about that in the API. The API doesn't have easy methods on the Apple platform for making ad blockers that only target third-party services. It is right. trivial to do. It's very easy to recognize at the platform level, at the API level, at the Apple level, whether that tracking is coming from the site that you're reading or not. But that's not designed and built into their system. Right. Right. So so the technology has very strong opinions about what they're enabling and they've made very strong decisions. They could have made it hard to block first party ads and easy to block third party ads and the well, APIs.
0: But, but I think the bigger but I think the bigger issue with ad blocking is and by the way I'm here's here's one thing that I agree on uh with everybody who wants to block ads. Ads are bad. Advertising on the internet is bad. Not all of it. A lot of it is actually quite good. But the majority of it is bad. Um, It's the wrong ad at the wrong time. It's intrusive stuff. And and there are bad actors.
1: Yeah, for sure. And there are
0: bad actors. And it's stuff that tracks you when it shouldn't track you and is pulling information that it shouldn't pull and is chasing you around when it shouldn't. There's all that stuff. I agree. And it has to be fixed. It must be fixed. And I will say this. And this is something that has been completely left out of the conversation, which really fucking annoys me. People have been working to fix it. A lot of people have been working to fix it. And I can tell you at every business I've been at for the last... You know, since I left AOL, well, Vox and Bloomberg, yeah. um, we worked our asses off at Vox. Yeah, we sure. worked our asses off to create new types of advertising that was less intrusive, that was smarter, that was lighter weight, or that was more valuable. It, I mean, there's, adhering, uh, there's a the more ton valuable. Of that, those are. two go hand in hand, in my opinion, but yeah. it was adhering to new web standards that wasn't using, you know, the the bloat and the crapware that everybody else has been using for years. And we, you know, at Bloomberg, we were doing the same thing. And in fact, if you look at, you know, by the way, like, not patting myself on the back here too much, but, like, if you look at the load times of Verge to Bloomberg, you know, when I left, you know, obviously we hadn't had a chance to redesign, completely redesign the Verge in the, you know, short time it's been in existence. Yep. We were, we did, when I first got to Bloomberg, and one of the things that we were doing was, like, how do you make this page load really fast and make it really lightweight and reduce the amount of ads and trackers on it? I mean, I killed, like, when I walked into Bloomberg I killed like thirteen deals that were like things that were just existing on pages, like little banners. For no and little yeah, yeah. That were just there forever, you know? And so and so there were a lot of and I'm not just saying myself, but a lot of people in the industry working really hard to fix that stuff. The idea that like that like oh the you need a wake up call you know this is for, like people yeah. and I Marco well, Marco was one of them and there are a lot of other people who got on their high horse with this smug attitude of like I'm going <laughs> to come and I'm going to be the the cowboy here who shows everybody the the light you know like we're going to you you don't want to learn we'll force you to learn well, and the, the reality
1: being, is being the smug self-righteous person that I am like I can't point the finger like I I think if I hadn't known if I hadn't spent time working and publishing and building tools with people and I didn't know I might have had the same opinion as him. Well, I think
0: you I think you just hit on a perfect point, which is if you didn't work in publishing and you didn't have the experience, the, the answer is not to go, hey, let me get this machine gun and shoot out every window in this house. To try to hit like the criminal that I think is in there. It's like, let me go and let me walk and knock on the front door and like talk to people. I mean, nobody did that. All these people who are making ad blockers, who are charging money for ad blockers, aren't talking to the publishing community and saying, what can we do to figure this out together? They're talking to users who say, I hate ads. And this is to me like the ultimate problem with ad blocking and the way that Apple has done it allowed it to be done they haven't done it but allowed it to be done yeah. this is true for Google and Chrome and for Firefox and other things but well there's and, and, a, so there's a
1: structural thing here which is does there's a there's a sort of picking sides version of building apps and building technology which is I am for these people and against those people and and, right. and that Marco would not see publishers as his constituency I think from Insta Instapaper to Peace and, and on right. is not surprising. I mean I don't <laughs> think like I think that's sort of like he, he he has come up in and been rewarded for a model that is about X versus Y. Yeah. Right? And I
0: think a lot of it's mean, for it, a certain kind of user. It's for somebody who wants to fucking feed. I mean honestly I people tweeted me and they're like, Oh, I put this in my you know, in this app which then converts it to alt text and it's like, Oh, cool, you destroyed like a really beautiful um, piece of work on the internet because like you just want to read a feed that's awesome like a lot of people have been reading feeds for a long time on the internet you want an RSS reader there's plenty of them out there I'm not talking about like those people
1: well right but I, I, to my to my like I'm not I'm not troubled by that like I think the the problem is how do we get coding culture and tech culture to Think about multiple constituencies and multiple communities as being served.
0: This goes back to our ethics conversation. Well,
1: right, but that's that's actually what it is. It is it's the, it's the it's the, it, it's the quintessential example of it. What what what's happened? What I think I see, and I mean Marco Marco blocks me and doesn't talk to me, so I don't know. I'm this is all conjecture. <laughs> but but what I think I <laughs> not see not surprising. I, I'm not I'm not troubled by it. I like I there's a lot of times I would probably block me too.
0: Yeah. Um I, what I would I, now. I'll never block you. Okay. That's very sweet. It's my, it's my promise.
1: What I what I see him wrangling with is problems are more complex than simple binary expression in code allows, and I'm talking to more than one audience, and I'm talking. I have to be mindful to more than one community, and I need to think about what that means because I have a lot of power because right. my code has values baked into it. Right. That's right. Huge. It's like the
0: it's like the location sharing. It's like you think this is like solving a problem, but the problems it creates, you can't see, and you're not asking the right questions or the right people to figure that out. Like, to me, that's the really, that's like part of, that's the, I think you talk talking about like ethics in in creating these new things that we all use. It's really about, it's not just about like, did you learn a lesson somewhere? No. It's who are you talking to? What yeah. questions are you asking? What's
1: your level of cultural literacy
0: yes, about like the when, domain you're entering when into? You, when, yes, when you decide to get into the um, social game like you're going to make a new social network. Who are you talking about and talking to and thinking about when you build that? Right, like because because the one little one like one little change like hey block all block, you know use ghostery. I decided that database is the easiest thing. Suddenly like you, you know John Gruber who has been like you he runs these very minimal ads from the deck network. Suddenly like guys you probably think are okay and 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 uh places you think the ads are okay are in the same boat as the yeah. pop-ups that are yeah there's a lot
1: of babies in the bathwater
0: and it's right? like if you don't have the conversations and you don't do the investigation you don't make the considerations for a large group of people then you're gonna you're gonna end up hurting a group pretty easily and pretty quickly and i think
1: but, i think the issue that is broader than ad blockers is every single one of our apps is doing this to somebody
0: oh yes i mean how i mean you have to imagine like some of them are fairly innocent some of them are fairly innocent but like but they are like there is listen there's just so many new levels and angles to think about when, when you're dealing with the audience is growing at a ridiculous yes, pace yes yeah the reach is
1: and things can get out of control so fast and
0: the, and the audience is changing too like i mean you look go back 10 years ago and look at like the lgbt you know look at look at any like any diverse part of the audience you see now that's very vocal and very visible not just not just you know uh not just lgbt but all over the place you have to consider a different world the world is changing yeah. rapidly uh, the one thing i wanted to say about, sorry and I, we no. do have to wrap up yeah. this, but th- this one that one point i want to make about ad blocking i'm curious to know um where you've fallen this it's that my biggest issue with ad blocking is this when you ask people do you want an ad like they're not talking about like oh i hate those intrusive ads some more sophisticated readers and viewers will say, you know, I really like this kind of advertising, but I, you know, the people who really understand it will say, I really like this stuff. This actually serves me in some way. This stuff is the garbage I want to get rid of over here. Most people will say ads or no ads, and they'll go, no ads, of course. My problem with all of this ad blocking software, and it's not just ads, by the way, it's web fonts it's the trackers that aren't intrusive that that editors and, and publishers actually use to help you get better stuff like chartbeat and parsley are trackers that are on pages that show where you're clicking and what yeah. you're looking at yeah. those are you know what the reason people use those are having been in many newsrooms they use them to figure out what does the audience want read? what are they yeah. what are they doing right now and how can i serve them something better or more fitting to like their their needs at the moment so like so these these blockers aren't just blocking ads they're blocking the design of the sites through web fonts. They're blocking the editorial tools that that newsrooms use to figure out what you should be given, and they're doing it in a way that is just a broad, very broad stroke. It's like kill it all. We're just going to give you the content, you know. But the reality is, like, if that's all, if you give people a choice, and they say no ads, and they flip a switch, and it also flips off all that other stuff, and it also flips off every ad that could be on there. There won't be any content, right? And people don't seem to make that connection. They feel like they seem to feel like there's this ever replenished bounty of content, of things that are made, ideas and words and video and images. And, you know, that stuff doesn't come from nowhere. And it does need to be funded some way. And if you're not going to pay and if you're the person who says, I don't want any ads, it's like what like what happens then? And I don't think most people make the distinction between, like, only the good ads and no ads. I think they say no ads. And I'm just curious, like, how do you – I mean, how do you feel like we solve that issue where where the average consumer isn't making a distinction? Like, you've got to help them, right? I'm leading Maybe. there. But you tell me Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, I I don't think – I don't think most consumers want to make decisions about ads.
0: Um,
1: I, I don't <laughs> But if think... you ask
0: most consumers, don't you think they'll say – like, if you say you can watch TV with ads – or no ads? What are they going to choose? Oh,
1: of course, they're going to choose no ads. But and I think there's a sort of, and I think there's a. It's funny because people pay for magazines and they have ads in them, and that's fine. Right. And people pay for Hulu and it has ads in it, and they get furious.
0: Yeah. Um, and, well, they and, get the ad-free version now, which is great, by the way.
1: Yeah, but there's a sort of and and I think there's a. Um, some of it is about uh, whether it's uh, interruptive and single-tasking; you can skip past it. Some of it is about. The creative, I mean, literally, you can tell people to talk to people that say, I hate ads, and you're like, Oh, well, what do you think about like TV commercials? and like, I hate them. And they're like, Well, can you think of any that ever made you cry? and then they'll always have one, right? Right? And and I've been on the web for as long as the web has existed, and I've never been moved in any way by an, any ad on the oh, web. Oh, really? Right. And now, I have. now, now it could be, now, I, have. I it might remember, be I remember,
0: it. I'll, I'll give you an example. Do you remember the Apple ad for the iPod Touch? the funnest iPod ever that uh, okay. it was on pitchfork. It like ate the navigation and like sucked it into the iPod. It was like a crazy. I okay. Like, but there's, okay, I mean, there's great creative. I wasn't crying. Happened. I wasn't crying. No, for sure. There's great Just a creative very clever ad.
1: Right. But, and, and, and actually like the, that web ads people remember the most are like videos that were made for TV that then go onto YouTube. Right. So <laughs> right. like, so, like there, there's, and I'm not saying like no creative is happening. I'm saying like that leap into like, Everybody knows, like, I'd like to buy the world of Coke or whatever. Like, that That sort of, like, that level of creative evolution didn't happen. And I think that would change the conversation about
0: ads But online. it's a different – it's also a different platform. It's a, it's a different mean, platform for I sure. I mean, TV, TV is dominating. Like, video is dominating. If you're in the midst of it watching a super the Super Bowl or a TV show that you really care about and a commercial comes on that has the same – that literally is using the same tools as the best drama or the best comedy. Of course. It's going to be know, affecting. Like, it's a – you know, video – video and sound married you know put together with a narrative with like dramatic license that's like a dominating effect on no like, for viewer. sure but i mean there's also no
1: nobody's done a a paul ford what is code that sponsored content either
0: uh wow what would that be i, I don't know i don't know right? i mean like, the it, question it, is like what would like that be form, actually really
1: great you know writing like I don't know.
0: I don't, but there isn't, but those two things are so, I mean, think about the distance between like what, what is code is and an ad and any kind of ad that's trying to sell you anything. Like if it's a story, if it's a story, it comes off as deceptive, you know, like, I don't know
1: because you look at like, I mean, a, a lot of us in the industry watch Apple's keynotes and that is a two hour ad.
0: Yeah, but it is a two hour ad and anybody who doesn't cover it as a two hour ad or doesn't think of it as a two hour ad is just is cra- is but crazy. Whatever. But but but, but mean, the
1: point is, we watch. It. There are people that watch it for entertainment. There are people that watch it two-hour Well, that's because ad. that's
0: because it's a company introducing wildly popular consumer products. It's that, like an auto not, show. Not an the, auto show not is an ad reason. for automakers. That's not
1: the only reason. Part of the reason is well. it's a really really great ad, right? Like it's actually a really actually good I would I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna challenge you a little bit. All right, sure. And I'm gonna say that like at this point. It's not a really great ad. It is an ad we've seen a hundred times. Oh,
1: sure. Right, right. It but is I'm saying the predictable form and
0: scripted. Oh, and like, I'll tell sure. you, it was, I'll tell you, there were moments when Jobs was doing them that they were like transcendent. They were transcendent. They were like, I'm seeing like a master showman. This is like, I'm at a Broadway show and I'm seeing like oh, a master sure. showman but, work his craft. Obviously, but like, a you get when you when you watch Tim Cook or Phil Schiller do it, you're not like, holy fuck! No, these no, guys are blowing get, my mind yeah, when right now.
1: You get now. to iPad 11. Obviously, it's a pale shadow. Yeah, of of the like, you know, it's a communicator and it's a, like like that Jobs thing. But the structure and the revelation of the first times that they did it in that iPhone rollout, like obviously. Were this like it's it's such a trope now that like I'm able to write parodies of it, right? So like I get that like we've done like we've mocked the Apple keynotes and like I could write an Apple keynote mockery parody now without an event taking place, and right? You, and you oh, right. recognize the structure of it, right? So yeah. like, of course it's become a trope, but I'm saying initially it was. The best ad anybody would ever seen.
0: Absolutely, and right? remember, let's remember. Initially, it started as an ad that only a few people, oh, few people could, yeah, could it was see. Yeah,
1: for insiders, right? Exactly. Right.
0: They didn't stream it. I mean, they didn't start no. streaming until a few year, a couple it of was years very ago, recent, really. Very recent. You know.
1: So so anyway, we're we're sort of. I think we're talking around a lot of things, and and I, I boil it down to, um, the evolution of ads is going to happen. It's going to happen more quickly because of this ad blocker conversation, even though ad blockers I don't think are ever going to be that popular or have that much material monetary.
0: Impact. Right, they've existed. I'm upset with the way Apple has carried out its allowing ad blockers to exist, and I'm upset with the way people have taken advantage of that because I think it's like really thoughtless. I would say the same thing has happened in browsers, and it didn't kill the ad industry or kill the, kill the um, industry of journalism or media. But, yes. but there is... I mean, Apple's take is slightly more insidious i mean it's like we run an ad network we've just introduced a news product we're killing we're killing ads we're allowing people to kill ads in our browser which is where most of the advertising is seen for oh, yeah for news hey oh by the way look over here at apple news we've got some nice offerings and Buy by the way iads. and yeah. by the way there's it's powered by iads and there's a bunch of interruptive iads in the midst of it and it's like these two things are fucking incongruous right of course. like
1: no of course they're connected and of course that's apple strategy and and if it's not, if it's that these groups are so siloed and they didn't know what the other is doing, then shame on them for their incompetence.
0: Right. Right.
1: But like as a strategy, it makes perfect sense. Like we killed ads on iOS. So I mean, all you the ads can hear
0: you can almost hear the conversation in the in the, in the conference room where it's imagine like, the meeting where they're like showing where the guys are demoing for Tim you know, here's, like, iAds isn't doing that well. And also, so, we've so, got a lot of new mobile views on, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. So, okay.
1: So, so imagine the meeting and then talk about the implications. And then we say, well, who is it that's not going to be able to adapt, that's not going to be able to go to new ad formats or use iAds when they're on iOS or X, Y, and Z, all the changes? And it's going to be the most marginal publishers, the independent voices, the right. people who don't have ad tech... You know, on, on staff and, and right. in their stack, the people who are relying on these third party networks or that use the sketchiest ads because that's all they can get to be able to stay afloat. Right. Like, and I think of like sites I love, like, I, I think of like, you know, and Gruber, you know, and the deck are really good examples, but I think of something like the toast. Right? Where they, and they're redesigning, but like, and this is like, I would say this to Nicole and Mallory to their faces, so this isn't talking out of school. There's a lot of shitty ads on their site, and it's kind of gross, and it's really slow. But I love their writing, and I'm glad they can pay their writers, and I'm glad that they exist. And so I'm like, you know what? I'll put up with shitty browser crashing ads on your site because the the site needs to exist. And I get that you're doing this because they monetize at a higher rate, and you're a tiny, tiny site. So, you can't do, like, you don't have, there isn't a person to do, uh, you know, original display ads and rich integrations and, and native content. <laughs> right, like, right. Like, it doesn't exist. Right. Right. And well, so, we have to
0: come up with better standards, generally speaking. For, like, sure, for, for sure. For that exact purpose. Like, we can't keep running these shitty but,
1: banner ads. But if everybody in their audience, their audience is very tech savvy, very literate, everybody in their audience runs to blockers. What will happen is the revenues will just go away, and it squeezes them even more tightly to where they can't pay for, like, we're going to innovate our way out of this.
0: Right, but this is like— They just go away. But this is like the markets of the world don't give a shit. Neither does Gruber. I mean, there there are, like, a couple examples, but this is the way people think. They're like, well, yeah, you know what? Some stuff will have to die, but we'll have better ads afterwards. And it's like, you know
1: what? I think they think that way until they think about it. And well, I but think is perfect example. I think, no, the I think example they think
0: that way until they but until they're confronted with something they love dying. And like what but to your point well, about right, the people the who are marginalized thing. like what the toast may represent or what like feministy may represent or yeah. a thousand other small sites that are doing like s- small great work that's necessary for the internet to be what the internet is, they may never see that and may never feel it and so it would never be a problem for them. You know um, I mean I mean the the well, people the, who are critical yeah, yeah. of ads would never see those sites to begin with and so it's like who gives a shit but it's the same thing about like cutting out like you know minorities from From history, it's like the people who are doing it don't even see them, so how can they possibly recognize them? Of
1: ads as a way to prevent erasure and to give voice to minorities is not a story anybody has told. And for me, I was the guy who was like, You know, we did a blogging service when I was doing a startup 10 years ago, and it was for pay. And we're like, Well, those stupid like Blogger and WordPress they have ads and they're free, but we charge money because ads are gross and we don't want ads on the internet. I was the dude, I was that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, and not realizing i'm just privileging rich people having a voice and everybody else not and if and if the web had evolved the way that i thought it ought to when i was young and dumb then facebook never would have reached 2 billion users and whatsapp wouldn't have reached all these people and i never would have had i wouldn't be able to send a message to my cousins on the other side of the world who are in the rice paddy in our old village right it, that happened because ads happened and it happened at large scale right that is what subsidized it and sponsored it and and that's why the like the ethics of a web-free internet that the early geeks wanted, and I was one of them, were about protecting a priesthood and preventing access and about denying people voice and expression and connection, and I didn't understand that. And it took me... Yeah, a dozen years.
0: If you want to keep the internet what the internet is, I mean, I'm not saying ads have to stay the way they are. They have to change, like full stop. But the existence of ads, I think it's broken. But like, we can't. The way to do it is not to turn off all the ads. Like that's just the that's the issue. It's like I want to have a conversation. I want to engage with the people who are creating those apps. I want to engage with advertisers. I want to engage with publishers. I want to engage with Apple and Google and say like, listen, for real. Until you like convince everybody to use micro payments to actually pay out of their pocket right, to look right. at things, and by the way, listen, I'm a guy who pays so much fucking money every month for content oh, same here. Right? I have tons of subscription services, I subscribe to twenty magazines every you know, week get...
1: every music service i'm yeah
0: subscribed I mean to. seriously, same here, and it's like I'm happy to pay for it, not everybody is, okay, not everybody the... can not everybody can, right, and for those people, let me like let's figure out how advertising should work, but before we decide for everyone that like The all has to die or the toast, whoever has to die because we're going to go through this brutal period. It's like, let's not make it so brutal. People aren't. No one's being truly injured by advertising. Okay, it may be annoying. It may track you more than you want. I don't think there's ever been like an actual physical or emotional injury brought upon by a web advertisement. Except like those really bad belly flab ads that are just ugly. Um, So like, you know, it's like, it's like, let's actually sit down at the table somewhere and say, guys, we all have a role to play here. There's got to be a better way. We can be better for users and be better for publishers. What is it? You know, that's all I'm asking. And Neil, is that too much to ask?
1: I don't think it's too much to ask. I think we... It's too much to hope for. We have a lot of these stories about complicating tech and complicating media and thinking of a lot more factors and thinking of people that are different than us that are going to require a huge amount of education. And the only way I think it happens is if we built the technologies so they're automatically prompting people to think about those things right from the moment they create them.
0: Right? Like I, that has
1: to be baked into the culture.
0: I agree. Now we just have to figure out how to do that.
1: Give me fifty years.
0: <laughs> Let's do it. That's the <laughs> fifty years. We'll all be dead, man. If we I don't get 50 this right. Years
1: left. I better get it done in that amount of time. That's
0: it. All right. Listen. Uh, we got to wrap. All this right. is. Here's what's incredible. Is we've done an hour and forty five minutes, according to my readout here, yeah. uh, which is it now means that we've basically done four hours almost of conversation if your file is fucked up on this one no way i'm going to kill you we're good um anyhow neil this was another awesome conversation i really enjoyed it thank you so Um, much thank you for joining me for a second time i know this like we're both on a sunday here and you probably had other things to do um but i'm psyched that we had this conversation i think this one honestly was as good maybe even a little bit better than the first conversation we had so Uh,
1: we won't tell them about the horrible secret i revealed in that other podcast that they'll never hear
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we won't. We're obviously not going to bring that up because it was it's a shameful secret that no yep. one should have to hear about. i yep. um, anyhow, Sorry. thank you. Thank you again for doing this. You got to come back. Uh, we'll do a third one. And uh, <laughs> thanks again. And now let's both of us go enjoy our Sundays.
1: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Uh, did I say your family? Well, what used to be your family? <laughs>